0: network that would
1: guys, welcome to another episode of Exploited Cinema, this is episode 28, yeah, also yeah, known it, as someone? the Ilsa episode, well we're finishing up the franchise, uh, I think it was episode 7 or 8, now, way back in the day, yeah, yeah we, we covered the first one, yeah, oh well,
2: yeah, but now it's a fucking Ilsa titty fucking extravaganza, we got three Ilsa films by three different directors, Ilsa Tigress of Siberia—that's Canadian film too. Montreal, okay. oh, hell yeah! It's like a French director, uh, Jean Lefleur, whatever the hell. Something Lefleur. I don't know. Maybe it
3: was Jean. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we're covering uh, what is it? Uh, Ilsa, harem keeper of the sheiks. Oh uh, yes. Wanda or Ilsa, wicked warden by Jesus Franco, Bigger also than Jesus. known as. Jess Franco. I can see why Jesus didn't go over well in the states, so he had to change it to Jess. Yeah, it didn't help the Beatles when they said they were bigger than Jesus. So. Well, a guy can't help His fucking his parents named him Jesus.
2: I mean, yeah, that's typical Hispanic name. So what does that mean? Jesus was a Hispanic? Yeah, well, know.
1: he's held in high regard by the Spanish people. So Latinos. Hmm. Interesting. It's for a religious debate one day. <laughs> Not for this show unless we're covering some uh I don't know, some uh nuns three or something yeah, yeah. or some weird church church film. There's some good stuff out there we need to delve into, I think. I got some. I got some nunsploitation. For think another Jesus, episode. I think
2: Jesus Franco even dipped his wick into that genre.
1: Yeah, I think he did quite a few of those films actually. <laughs> Typical Jesus but anyway,
2: this is your episode. Fucking take it away, dog.
1: Well, we're not only doing the ILSA, uh, you know, mini little retrospect, whatever, but we're also uh, picking um, the names out of the Finally, hats yeah. for the Furox t shirt contest, the long awaited. I'm sure a lot of people are waiting for the announcement. So
2: We're going to be covering up at least five sets of tits here.
1: Yeah, we're giving away five shirts, and uh, you one give
2: female a, and four man titties.
1: You give something a bonus away in there too, don't you? Indeed, not,
2: yes. Yeah, I get f- into that. I figured, I figured, what the fuck? I'll dip my hand into the hat one more time, and yeah, we'll get into that later, though. Mm-hmm. So there are six prizes. Thank the J dog. Get on your knees. I am your new Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lord of Greece. <laughs> fuck. The sleaze is within thee. That's a film <laughs> less, we're going to estimate. to make. are thou amongst hookers. <laughs> I could make up a whole prayer about me.
1: Oh, man, don't do that. we <laughs> are,
2: like, cutting out right now, like, fuck this guy. He's
1: it's a me. greasy prayer, though. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, hey, it's the season. Hey, remember when I recited Night Before Christmas, J-Dog style on the Furok show?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, that was our last Christmas episode. That was, like, our fifth episode, actually. Well, I did it on this show? I yeah, was- you did it on this show, you did it on our uh, on our fifth Christmas show, or it was our fifth episode, it was our Christmas show.
2: I can't fucking remember, it all blends together.
1: It's cool, though, yeah, it, I think you rolled the show out with it, it was pretty good, it was, it was fantastic. Mm, that's right, that's right. You're happy you got your rubber dick, I remember, in your stocking. and <laughs> <laughs> You're you're blurring your Christmas with my Christmas, j Oh,
2: maybe too much homemade wine and fucking roofies.
4: <laughs>
2: i get confused i always forget them that i'm <laughs> supposed to give the girls the roofies and i always put them in my drink i don't know i'm kind of stupid
1: well always, you want to party just as hard as their party
2: and so roofies doesn't drop me i have two drinks i'm on my ass sleeping all night like fuck
1: <laughs> well that's what's supposed to happen isn't it, it to the chick not to me oh fuck. yeah <laughs> like fuck so we're also we're also gonna be joined I, I think i'm well you might be joining us we'll see how the Everything falls, but we're going to be having uh, Strebo on the line, and he's going to be talking about the uh, new hit series on FX. I don't know if it airs on another channel in your neck of the woods. I can't see why that show wouldn't be airing up there, though. Uh, It's American Horror Story, and it's like nine episodes in. And uh, actually, uh, Jamie turned me on to this uh, series, actually, and I was able to hunt uh, a website down that was streaming it for free because you know i'm broke as fuck and you know i can't afford cable so steals and fucking begs for anything hey yeah. a lot of america e- watches their tell don't watch tv fucking through cable they watch their television online a lot
2: of you americans are stealing and begging right now hey
1: well hey it's the american way right now so we, we roll fucking
2: Fat here in Canada, fucking handful of titties, handful of cash, fucking whatever. There there's the Canadian,
1: like, there's Canadian fucking pirates out there too, and plenty. They <laughs> they choose to be. They could go. They can afford it if they want. Well, shit. I mean, with like, I mean, seriously, all these like uh, fat licks of VHS, fucking bolts that you come across in Canada. Like, come on now. I mean, what are you telling me? You don't pay more than twenty five cents for a VHS? I mean. <laughs> Exactly. Well, a dollar. Dollar is kind of my top. Uh. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll go as high as three, but mm. you know, it depends on what it is. As he was a sucker. No, well, scared. no, I got that Canon go uh, can. flipper box for a buck something, and it's in fair condition. Uh, that runaway train, and I'm fucking, I'm. That's my first Canon uh, VHS purchase, actually. I'm proud to say, and and I love it. Me and my girl, we we watched that movie three times now. so Congratulations, John on first Boy! Scan and purchase. Will you? Did you ever dig into that
2: movie? Or I know not you yet. got that. I, I turned you onto it, though. I was like, Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo.
1: Well, you mentioned it, but I didn't. That's not. Maybe. May. Well, hold on. Maybe. Hey, Psychologically, hey. maybe subconsciously, yeah, you said the title and then I saw it on the shelf and didn't. I'll give you credit. It, it was you probably know? your programming. <laughs>
2: it was the fucking grease I infused into your fucking neurological sensors.
4: I didn't even remember it. You didn't until I'd
2: fucking. Seen uh, it. it was down in your fucking cerebral cortex, fucking in the whatever that shit Doc Logan talks about. That's right implanted that.
1: Well, you know, I gotta say it's it's partially Dream Warrior too as well. He did a lot of um, flipper boxes, and I always was like, how come I don't run across anything like that? And was just kind of so wanting to get just a couple flipper boxes and some MGM yeah, big box or uh, you know big boxed. Uh, what is it, clamshells? And and I and those ran across- boxes
2: are good too, because if once the tape breaks or whatever, you can keep the box and like keep your stash in it and keep it on your shelf and. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, if I was a teenager, I probably wouldn't even keep, i probably keep the tape somewhere else and use that as a stash box. Oh,
2: totally, if I was still living at home and shit, fucking A. Kids? I'd, I'd have that fucking case pack like Daryl Satchel on The Walking Dead there, fucking full of fucking <laughs> everything, man.
1: Uppers, downers, and all
2: arounders. Yeah, shit for the clap, big bag of math, fucking... Darryl so, kids, Hardy.
1: keep an eye out for those Canon uh, flipper boxes because they're great places to hide your weed. <laughs> and if your dad has a large VHS collection, yeah, just start
2: flipping through them cannon boxes. Who knows what you might come across?
1: <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, Dad might be hiding the shit there. Good thing. Word is. up, man! Word up. We're gonna get we're gonna get all kinds of letters from teenagers going, It worked my dad so, had a stash.
2: Your older listeners are gonna fucking write in and be like, "My fuckers, you just ratted us out and the wife found the stash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's fifty fifty. It can go both ways with the If
2: stuff. you're soft enough or you have to hide your stash from your wife, you're half a man anyway.
1: You ain't you ain't I... man
2: enough to be listening to the fucking exploited cinema, so
1: you're not sleazy enough. But I th- I I, I got to tip my hat off yeah, for them trying to hide it. Trying to keep secrets right in front of her. That's kind of sleazy, though, keeping secrets and shit, you know? It's easy to smack a bitch and light up in front of her, though. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> well,
2: we can take it your way or we could take it my
1: way. Just don't either, do it. either way is sleazy. Yeah.
2: On with the show, though.
1: So, I guess we can get into some listener questions here. We've got a few on the Facebook page. It's like fucking half the listener audience
2: went illiterate on us or something.
1: So we got Greg May here. He wrote in. Break it down. do right. Greg says, uh, been a while since i formally written in to you fellas, but I figure it's about time I lay something down. Fuck, it's about time. Fuck. <laughs> Well, we thought. talked to him on the call, in, but we lost his call. He elaborates yeah. on that, too, here. But I see. thought he
2: was in jail or something.
1: <laughs> he says, I've uh, really been digging the last few shows and picked me up a copy of Scum. I'll probably watch that tonight or something. My parents just picked up a new HDTV. I plan on spreading grease all over that. The living room is going to be smelling like Crisco by the time I'm done
5: nice yeah
2: get you what you do man is you fucking get yourself some windex you can keep your screen nice and clean and uh yeah lay some plastic on the furniture though you don't want that (laughs) grease soaking in your mom's might be kicking your ass out and then you'll be back to watching that 14 inch fucking tube screen again
1: analog piece of shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) So he says. Anyway, definitely got to follow up with you guys soon and work something out since my <laughs> shit didn't come through for the show. We're anyway, him. take it easy, Greg. Yeah, well, um, we definitely want to get a, a round table together eventually, somehow, some way. Of course, everyone, you know, if we got a round table going, everyone would have to get like a Skype account. Well, we with through. us,
2: it'd be more of a square table because we're, we're a bunch of squares, a bunch oh. of horror squares. So.
1: Well, yeah, what a, whatever. It will be more. M-
2: first square table. Fuck the
1: first square table. How about round table? How about the first uh, octagon? You want to step in? Fuck, you better bring a lunch, buddy.
5: <laughs> oh, two, yeah. Two
2: buddies and a crowbar you can bring, too. Fuck. I'm no. trained Craftshank style.
1: Well, yeah. These hands,
2: when I ain't jerking off, they're lethal weapons, brother.
1: Some people, yeah, definitely uh, come bring a lunch because we've been known to take a while, and some people yeah. have found that we do take a while. But you know, that's how we get the magic that's what, out. That's what she said. <laughs> Ladies like it when you take a while. They don't like the quick, the quick hoagie sandwich. Fucking draped across her back as I'm taking cheeks. Fuck, I need to keep my protein up. <laughs> that reminds me of a. Is that mayonnaise on your back? That reminds me of a porno I seen with uh, Ron Jeremy where he fucked this girl doggy style and like ate a whole piece of fucking cake <laughs> on a plate That's on her back.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised Ron Jeremy didn't have like a fucking piping hot pizza fucking slapped on her back and used the pizza grease to fucking ass fuck her.
1: That's what he requested originally. I heard, but yeah. it would have been uh, greasy. She said that the grease would burn her and that she wouldn't do it. They could have, like, fucking laid out some
2: paper towel and set the pizza on it and then put some other paper towel on Ron Jeremy's forehead and compared which one was greasier. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be able to see right through it. It'd be just, like, wax paper after the one that touched his forehead. eh? It's a toss-up. It would be. What's greasier, Ron Jeremy's forehead or pepperoni pizza? (laughs) Write in your thoughts.
1: Well, we've got another one on the uh, question docket. Uh, I think you jumped in a little bit on this, but I guess we could spill Always. a few more titles. Uh, Corey G wrote Corey in, Langston. and uh, he wrote and said, "How about you fellows post your top ten grease films? that would help no. us holiday shoppers looking for films for our won't loved ones." Corey. Won't do it. Won't do <laughs> it. <views. laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of good releases that have been coming out lately. I don't know if I could really put a whole top i picked them all up so i could slap a whole bunch of good stuff well yeah you like, buy a lot of newer stuff i i get all, the titles here and there's so, of but... oh what's good uh scorpion releasing's been putting out some good shit like you
2: can from them you can get like the carpenter the picks uh, uh the devil within her which has got pleasance and monroe like carolyn monroe donald pleasance uh That's some good shit. Code Red's been pumping out some good stuff, like Night of the Demons recently come out, Mardi Gras Massacre. What the fuck? There's another one there. They've been putting out some exploitation stuff, too. Can't remember off the top of my head. Nightmare and a Damaged Brain, 30th, if you haven't picked that up. That's a good month for Christmas.
1: Yeah, it's a two-disc, and it's got, like, I've heard three different copies. It's on my list. It's it's, going to be on its way this month sometime. Some of that Inner Vision stuff's been
2: good, like the the sledgehammer release, uh, release of things, and uh, what else? Uh, Secret life of Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: That's well, you one. picked up uh, who put stuff. out the five 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 that just came out, right? That's the massacre
2: video, yeah. Lewis okay. Justin from his site, massacre video. Uh, you can pick that one up. Five five five. Humongous just came out on. COVID. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. I picked that up. That's another good one. Uh, fuck, there's been a bunch of uh, Canadian stuff coming out as well, like. Well, I guess I was that's a Scorpion Releasing's been putting that out. American Nightmare we can expect soon from Scorpion Releasing. That'll be coming out.
1: How soon? Because I was looking at a, a rip. They don't I was a going have title
2: to... that yet. They don't have a release date yet for it, but I guess they got like cover art and shit. Like it's it's advertised on their site.
1: So I went... sometime 2012 probably yeah. then. So I'm pumped about that. That's a greasy lost gem. Well, I'm looking forward there's to checking that out too. So, And I found a, uh, a rip of it because I know you said you've got just a VHS copy, and there's like two minutes missing off of it. So. Yeah, taped off a of Super Channel.
2: Yeah, yeah, Dale Roy. That That's really super rare. That. <laughs> mm hmm. But uh, I like think there's also the classics, fucking so standbys, like the Jim Van Beber box set. Can't go wrong with that for Christmas.
1: How about the Dawn of the Dead Ultimate uh, anchor base? That, that's still out there, too, as well. I think that's cheap. There's four of them sitting in my fucking movie room. Ooh, maybe somebody will want to pick one up off your hands, yeah. huh? Never. Oh, you're Never. not going to get rid of any? I didn't know if it's you had like them for sale. i it off out of my dead hands if they want it. Oh, they're ba- auxiliary backups?
2: <laughs> yeah, they're there to fucking give me hard on when I look at my movie shelf. Mm-hmm. Savage Streets print, if you can find that at a decent price, that's always a good.
1: Well, um, uh, Arrow has put out a copy that's affordable. I don't know what the extra features look like on that, so I can't really comment, but I know that's out there. So, mm-hmm. Any of the Hess rape trilogy
2: would always fucking uh, satisfy your uh, fellow rapist fucking loved one in the family.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> Just check if the prison will allow those kind of movies to be sent in first before you pick them up, though.
1: <laughs> it's always good yeah always good uh warning
2: you don't want to get stuck with them on your own shelf if you're sending them to a pervert but
1: right right exactly and shit he, to stay
2: away from i don't know fucking ah. you got anything that they should stay away from i say shit like serbian film and stuff fuck that garbage I've uh seen it, but i just got no love
1: i uh i've seen it i i can't you I can't it. realistically recommend it to anybody uh, personally. Um, and and actually, the print that's coming out, from what I've heard, is um, it's cut. So actually, you'd be better off going if you really want to see it and just bootleg it because that's the uncut version. Mm-hmm. So I have the uncut version. Yes, and okay. um, personally, I watched the film. Me and a buddy watched it. We were completely disgusted by the end of it. I mean, if you're, I mean, it's 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 exploitation at its you can send first, it to your fucking
2: pervert it. loved one doing time in the clink. But
1: yeah, it's a pretty sadistic film with children and child sex stuff, and that's not something I'm really interested pervert in shit. watching. But on a different topic, good stuff to get. Anything from the Roger Corman cult classic oh, series. Yeah, I was going to bring up Roger Corman. That Clark's, stuff's all good. Uh, Fucking Street Walking. Street walking it'll yeah. It gets through the night. That's on, on Amazon Stone, for baby. like 8 or 10 bucks, I think. Yeah. So Oh, yeah,
2: Image. Image has been putting out good stuff too. Re-released the Angel collection. So you oh, get the yeah. First Angel films for under 20 bucks now. Get on that if you're, and an they're angel all
1: in effect. like a little s- set together, right? It's not like a big box set, is it? It's like yeah. um, it's just like the yeah, it's just, uh, a sl- just a party massacre, three, right? Yeah, three discs
2: in there. There's they're releasing a lot of the old Anchor Bay titles, like the stuff and uh, Ooh, Chud nice. has been put out on Image. Heather's has been re released. Hellraiser, uh, whole bunch of different shit I've been seeing. I picked up like fucking Dead Heat. Just like a cop zombie movie. Slugs they put out. A whole, whole bunch of good stuff. I've been jumping all. Initiation. Like, fuck. There's so much good stuff been put out in the last two, three months. Like, fuck. It ain't hard to find good Christmas gifts this year. Or just shit for yourself, like I buy.
1: <laughs> yeah, most of the stuff you're going to want to buy for yourself, definitely. Yeah. They got that Friday
2: the 13th set that came out with the Jason mask, limited to 50,000 copies.
1: Yeah, I seen that at my Walmart. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, I've I, heard it isn't a very good release whatsoever. So I I'm not. I don't have no plans to open it. I
2: got how many copies of the films already? I just. Well,
1: isn't is Isn't it just fucking? Um, isn't it just
2: the uh, Paramounts.
1: Well, no, isn't it just re-releases of those last releases they put out, but like with less stuff? Or that's what I've heard. I don't know what the stuff is on them, but they're the same special. Ed- it says the special
2: edition releases all eight, yeah. so yeah. I have most of them already. But
1: yeah, me too. So and I have that original box set that I still.
2: Yeah, keep Me too. On. And I got the VHSs, of blah, course. Blah,
1: blah. Yeah, I've got a few VHSs kicking around the original and stuff, but I do like those un- the re-release ones that they put out because they put um, Friday the Thirteenth on Cutout, I think uh-huh. for the very first yeah, time on they DVD. did. Yeah. Hey, we got one
2: more question here to jump through. Oh, do we? Yes. Yeah, another one on the Facebook from Will Wallace, William Wallace. Haven't heard from him for a while, but he remember he wrote in on some. Uh, he got a
1: buzz killing us on cruising. Yeah, I think he's our one of our British listeners actually. I'm not positive. I think you're from uh, the UK, Will. Well, let us know. I think I think Get so.
2: that exploited cinema show. It shall walk for Stephen.
1: <laughs> got represent some, got some fucking tail down at the loo
2: saved his quids and sorted himself out yeah. anyway he goes on to say the reasons for the criticism of cruising were the activists felt the main the representative I got fucking dick in my mouth he said uh the main criticisms of cruising were the activists felt the representation of gays in the film would be seen by the viewers as representing mainstream gay culture as opposed to the underground hardcore subculture that it was, uh, that it was. So, yeah, I knew, I knew that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I remember you said, uh, not all gays in the seventies are into fisting and nightclubs. Uh, most of the ones you knew, weren't they, Bat?
1: Well, not where, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, um, Friedkin elaborates on to that when with the the friend from next door that uh Pacino's character is hanging out with he he doesn't go to the leather bar so Yeah. Yeah, he, they did place. show that side of it, the people that don't get into that. So he he wasn't just one-sided, but uh I don't I think William, William Wallace was just commenting on why cuz I think we were wondering why they thought they they were, you know, a the activists film. Were on yeah. Shit,
2: yeah. yeah, totally, exactly. But he says the theatrical release had a disclaimer pointing out this distinction. It's nice to hear you on the Warriors, or hear you on about the Warriors. Cover some futuristic fucking gang flicks sometime. James Remar was part of the reason I saw Cruising, being a massive Warriors fan. I like to call his character in Cruising Gay jacks, as he's Ajax in the Warriors. Peace <laughs> out, <Will> Wallace. Gay,
1: <laughs> gay Jacks, that's well,
2: awesome. It makes sense, Gay Jacks, yeah. Will we have plans for some futuristic gang films uh coming up actually? Ready to fucking go all apocalyptic on your ass.
1: Yeah, we've always got uh, all kinds of stuff up our sleeve. It's just when we get the episodes out Maybe, hopefully and... Bronx Warriors 1990. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> some Italian uh flavor. Yeah, you never know. It's coming though. It's coming, don't worry. Well, you know, uh we we were talking about it's doing like a good clockwork stoop.
2: Orange. we just it
1: clockwork orange commentary that's kind of a futuristic gang film too as well so that's
2: gonna be like my fucking debut because i've never seen it before and i'm saving (laughs) it to watch for the commentary so yeah break out my old warner brothers clamshell vhs copy i got
1: well, we might do that, or I might send you off, if I get the special edition Blu-ray, I might just send you off the DVD I've got, the two discs. Uh, I wanted to watch it on VHS. Well, I, well, I want to send you out the copy. Hey, I don't got no use hey. for the copy, so I'll send you it out so you can have it on your shelf with the extras, at least. So. Yeah, I guess. For, it's it's a good release for somebody that doesn't, isn't, you know, actually it's a great release for somebody that's into the film, but if you're not really into it, it's a great release too, so it'll satisfy your uh, palate. Mm. So. Makes my dick hard. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, like so we, said, don't, we don't have anything question. on the email, or? No. From, okay. Jack shit. Corey G just wrote
2: in trying to find Savage Streets, but. I think he found it on Amazon for thirty bucks. So that's a pretty good score, man. It's like ten bucks more, than I paid for it three years ago or whatever.
1: What oh yeah, it? that's right. Well, I think he got the um, the Arrow release. I think that's between twenty and thirty bucks now. So I think he found the other one. Oh, the original, the bootleg so. release before it ever even got a DVD release. That's I, don't I think know that's a that of like
2: the one that goes for like fucking a hundred bucks or seventy bucks there. The two well, disc
1: one, the one that I got, that out of print one. I think I think that's what he found. Good price. Oh, that, well, I've got that one too as well. So the BCI one, right? Yeah, Tony's got like three or four of them. Yeah, I've only I don't have as many as you. I know you've got a few of them too, don't I've you? I've only got know. one. Oh, you've only got one. Okay. Fuck, I know. I yeah, I've only got one. I got too, two VHS and copies. Mint, so.
2: Oh, mine too. Mine's still in the plastic.
1: Oh well, it's not that mint. I mean, I watched it, but I mean, it's as far as. I refused to open mine. I ended up, I got hooked up
2: with uh, copies mm. of it, of that same release, like the both the discs. So I just watched my burnt copies.
1: Still oh, have, so, you, so you did get to hear Steinman's oh, commentary? Yeah. Okay. I have
2: all the special features and everything. I just refused to open mine up.
1: Well, my, hey, I don't my blame you.
2: VHS copy, I won't open it either. I got it sealed too, still.
1: I don't blame ya. I don't blame ya. Well, we got a little bit of news. So I guess we could feed them here too. Um, it's about the uh, the canon documentary. I it guess. Is, it is. Elmo you- Draft House is
2: fucking putting that out.
1: Do you want me to read the article, or do you just want to give them a rundown, or give them a quick
2: rundown? It's the same cats that put out like that fucking not quite Hollywood, that Australian documentary. So you know it's good stuff.
1: Yeah, basically. Uh, well, I haven't seen that yet. You told you put that over though quite a few times, and you told me about. Didn't that. Didn't they do yeah. Machete Maidens too? Mm, not sure exactly. I have believe they did, that. but I guess this is going to cover the 120 exploitation films from '79 to '89. And I man, this I'm wondering if this is going to be like um, it have to be a Never Sleep Again style documentary. You're covering an entire mm-hmm. studio, yeah.
2: Know, and, yeah, I hope they have, like, Furstenberg and fucking that cat that did a lot of the Bronson films and stuff. Get like the... Thompson, Arlie Thompson, or whatever the hell his name was.
1: Get uh, the breaking crew in there, because they're all around still. Yeah, yeah. Some Boogaloo shrimp, breakdance. Boogaloo shrimp. You know, there's a rumor, I you know, since we're on to this talk... Uh, how we get into the uh, break and talk? I don't know. I don't know if we've commented, but I've heard this. You just jump on it any chance you get. <laughs> well, there's three. there's yeah, been there's been rumors that there might be a break and three, so I'm kind of excited. It's been kind me- of couple years. That. Did I mention that? I hope it happens. Was it like be like break and three
2: geriatric boogaloo? Be like they'll all be in an old folks home and it'll be like a dance off and they'll be like with fucking canes and. I cr- thought it'd be, like and electric and it'd be like a school, wheelchairs and shit.
1: Be like a breakdance school, probably. And they could have. Uh, I, I they'd do it horribly though. It wouldn't be like classic. It'd be like, let's get all the hot, the, the new cool hip hop acts like and like Glee. Or fucking yeah, it, w- it would be. It'd probably be terrible, but I'd still watch it. You know. I'd only watch it if
2: Canon put it out. And there ain't no chance of that, so I won't watch it. <laughs>
1: If it's not an official canon release, you won't be it, you won't touch not, it. Huh? It's not really part of the breaking
2: fucking franchise if it ain't canon, no.
1: Yeah, well, it has it's to, like to be the like the thirteenth
2: films once they left Paramount and the bastard bastard films.
1: It, it would really have to be a fan fan made and produced film, wouldn't it? Yeah. If the canon didn't make it, it really would. That's the only route you could really do it's it like right. If Boogaloo
2: Shrimp and the rest of the boys put up their own money and made it. Then maybe I'd go see it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I I I'd, I'd go and see it. you know, if it they got the original cast back. If it was like um Pop and Taco and all them cats too. If it was, yeah, like get the and get get like the whole and, reunion you know, and Sag
2: did it and shit. Now, get what's his name? Um, if um, Dicky comes back, then you got me hooked. It, well, she would she have to come good if, Yeah, if, if Dicky's there, then I'm sold. If it's just fucking boogaloo and popping tacos and stuff on stage i ain't giving a shit we'll fucking pop a taco in the microwave instead
1: what they'll probably end up doing is just, um <laughs> breaking new the new generation or something Not it'll like be terrible
2: will smith's fucking kid that was the karate kid is the fucking.
1: <laughs> don't sure. say that you're gonna jinx it and they're gonna do that i know they will it's fucking all fruity hollywood is Will he'll he'll his dad'll Will he will his dad will smith will do the whole soundtrack and shit for it, big Willie style. <laughs> will Smith'll will be like the
2: fucking villain in it or something. Like he'll just be fucking.
1: He'll be the evil yeah. dance instructor.
2: Yeah, Ving Rames will fucking work his way in there somehow.
1: Ving Rames will play um the gay uh one Mike what was his name Mike or what was his. Name? He'll be fucking Barry
2: uh, dude, the whack tea guy. He'll be whack tea. <laughs> Whack T would probably be like Lil Wayne or something gay like that.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what they do. That oh
2: man, that'd be terrible. See, we can't even talk we don't even fucking talk about this shit.
1: Well, uh Stallone's trying to remake Death Wish, so yeah, I know,
2: because he wants to fucking finally have a good role to put to his resume.
1: Fuck him! It's like, finally, oh, Charlie no, Bronson's
2: dead. I can get a good role. No, he's finally hes like, all them years of being scared. He can finally try to fucking get the role he wanted in the first place. It's like they didn't want you. Fuck, too bad.
1: Did he really? Uh, did he? Did he audition for the role? No, probably for Death not. Wish? Probably yeah. not. But he'd have been all right. Yeah. Too young. Too young <laughs> back then. Yeah. Well, definitely. <clears throat>
2: Ain't got the screen presence Bronson has. Bronson's face tells a thousand stories, fuck. Well, I guess Stallone's looking pretty old and ragged now, but...
1: I don't know. And I just hate... I I mean, Stallone, I like Stallone, but he's a different brand of action than Charlie. Probably be like the Walking Tall fucking remake fucking kind of shit. Did you that, like that shit, or...?
2: No, I, I oh. love the originals. We gotta cover that shit sometime.
1: We may very well do that. I don't know. You try can really, get some rips and stuff, so... I still need the first and third films. I only got part two.
2: Buford, Possum. oh boy, he kicks some ass. Those are some good films, man. Some, ooh, good films. The first two, anyway. I've never seen the third. Yeah,
1: good maybe fi- we can check into them. I'd well, <laughs> be interested. If I don't like the first two, then we don't have to cover the rest of them. But I probably, if you like it, then I'll probably get into it. Most of the shit you send me is pretty good. So exactly. But I guess with that, well, well, to- hold on, break, slow down.
2: You got more news, fool. Unless you got more news.
1: You, you well, you got some news. You're, well, yeah, you're making an yeah. appearance, yeah. aren't you? That's right, I was spreading up.
2: my grease fucking all over the place onto new airwaves. Uh, doing a guest spot, actually, coming up. I uh, uh, should be on their next episode with the Profondo Cinema guys, actually. Jay Scott and Axel. Talking a whole array of stuff. So. Oh, I yeah. Three I'm seconds, out there for, huh? uh, well, the Format Wars, and then we do a Romero Rocks and a little Walking Dead talk as well, so look forward to that. You can, well, you know the link, fuck, <laughs>
1: ProfondoCinema.com Exactly, ProfondoCinema.com We
2: got the link on our site, so check that out If you can't get enough of J-Dog It's real good conversation We even rip on Bat a little bit too, so Check it <laughs> of out Of course man. Absolutely You weren't there to defend yourself so Exactly gonna <laughs> shit on you.
1: That's awesome
2: You gotta love it Well, you'll have your turn to shit on me too, too So they're
1: gonna have you on solo <laughs> So they can grill me about night 90. <laughs> yeah, grill you about all kinds of things. Exactly. Well, I guess with that said, we'll roll into uh, uh, the uh, Ilsa Retrospect or whatever, mini retro. Which oh. one we got coming up first for him? What is it? Uh, uh, oil Sheik's, isn't it? Yep. Oh. Harem Keeper of the Oil
2: Sheik's. Got mad titties and ass. Like Dale Roy was wondering if there's titties in this. Go get your hand cream and your paper towel, Dale. (laughs) Get ready to pull your goalie.
1: Yeah, you you guys, you're going to love these movies. It's got titties and ass. It's got
2: titties and ass.
1: So, with with that, yeah. What you listen? <laughs> there I go try and steal you your thunder. trying to steal
2: my thunder. Well, anyway.
6: What you listening to, fool? Exploited cinema. More vicious.
7: <laughs> as Ilsa, harem keeper of the oil sheiks. This time, she's Kadeen, guardian of the royal harem. With her black beauties, velvet and satin. <laughs> the real power behind the throne of Al-Sharif, a half-mad, lust crazed oil despot. More wine for my friends. Amen. With his unlimited wealth and power, he can indulge in any pleasure, satisfy every perversion,
4: <sighs>
7: and if anyone no. betrays him, his justice no. is <laughs> and cruel under his tyrannical rule slave markets still flourish where beautiful women are sold as harem girls here is where they're taught all the ancient exotic love-making techniques here they learn to obey or die for those who learn these love lessons well, there is El Sharif. For others, there is Ilsa and her love clan. here the sheikh's erotic excesses are cleverly disguised. Here, young girls are brutally force fed. Turned into grotesque fertility symbols for African tribal chiefs.
8: And
9: my Sin fall from your body. Is that what you wish?
7: Defy I'm the Kadeen so and you'll tired. pay the price. The In agony <coughs> she's dead, bloodthirsty, and with her black bodyguards to help her, punishment is swift and terrible. <coughs> Though she's vicious, she's still a woman with a woman's passion.
8: Man that comes to me will not help be dragged like some slave
7: and if a man is strong and unafraid <laughs> ilza harem keeper of the oil sheets using fear terror torture and an army of desperate fanatics no one can stop them <laughs> fury, she enslaved an empire and shot the world.
5: Attention podcast shoppers, if you have a sweet tooth, we have a special treat for you. If you download an episode of Profondo Cinema in the next half hour, we'll give you a bag of audio ear candy free. To take home to the kiddies or enjoy yourself. So, hurry and download an episode at profondocinema.com.
0: Newspapers only print it, television can only record it. Now, one motion picture lets you experience it as it's never been shown before. The real story. Radar. Now playing at a theater near you.
1: Hey guys, welcome to our Ilsa Spectacular, uh, we're, I guess we're finishing up the last uh, three films in the uh, Ilsa saga, so to speak. Uh, we, we covered She-Wolf, um, what was it, on our wildcard episode? I'm thinking episode 8 or 9, wasn't it? Something like that.
2: Something, I was back in the day, yeah. Yeah, we got exploited cinema extravaganza, titties and ass, all you can eat this episode
1: yeah and we're we're going to start in with um ilsa harem keeper of the oil Sheiks from 1976 and uh yeah this is don edmonds follow up to his uh to his first film in the mm-hmm. franchise which I didn't realize that don <sighs> edmonds had um had done the sequels he had he didn't do all he did of the them.
2: first hit the first two didn't
1: he right yes he he i, I, I thought maybe he had done um Tigress too as well but i didn't i'm decimoni i can't remember maybe I, I don't i never looked at the credits we'll have to when we get to that segment we'll have to take a look and stuff but i can't remember who exa- exactly uh directed that one but yeah don edmonds is back on this one and um it shows i think doesn't it
2: oh yeah it's got that edmonds feel that sleaze yeah
1: yeah and it's also it feels like he stepped his game up like maybe he had like a little bit better budget this time around too as well gene lafleur that's that's who uh, directed Tig- Tigris
2: of Siberia. Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, because Tigris had a, um, a close. That was a
2: Roger Corman flick, that one.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that had a Don Edmonds kind of feel to it, too. I don't know. It had a good feel to it. So. But, uh, yeah, this one, uh, Ilsa's back, and uh, basically this time uh, she's in the Middle East. I'm thinking, oh, we were talking, we're thinking Saudi Arabia.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she split Germany, World War II Germany, and she's living in 70s Saudi Arabia looking fly as ever. Fuck still fuckable. Hasn't age today.
1: You know, honestly, with the whole how did she get, you know, to this place? Why does she look like the same? I look at it as alternate alternative realities. Yeah, you can't take it serious. Yeah, that's thing. all I I mean, I just made that up in my head just so it works. You know what I mean? These are alternative realities we're like because you know it seems like what would i think i hate to spoil it but i think ss didn't she die (laughs)
2: Yeah, alternate lives it's like the fucking four lives of ilza
1: exactly and uh yeah she's like a cat too i guess with this they could have kept going with the franchise this this was an awesome franchise so. so i don't know personally like I don't know, you're a porn man you must be you'd be you'd be familiar with this
2: but you know nina hartley that's who elsa looks like that's what i think because i've like checked out some of that porno like her titties her ass just what she's nude she's got the the bill. oh yeah. yeah so yeah if you want to fucking see, see elsa getting fucked check out some nina hartley porn
1: <laughs> yeah i've heard of her but i've never seen her i'll have to uh google her pic just to get a look at her body and stuff see yeah she's she's fairly old she takes it in the ass too so Good well times. i want to look at her in her prime i don't want to see her when she's like fucking she's still nice Never 80 mind. something or whatever she's it's... not 80 <laughs> something. i don't know i'm just i'm just joking i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna google it after so we'll look but All right you'll jerk off, you jerk off. <laughs> enough of that <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah not even five minutes into this film though and we're basically treated to um some luscious titties uh i think the prince or whatever he's getting like a rub down or, like a titty rub down and she's doing like the nipple flip he's getting <laughs> some, super, some superman head from her and stuff too like wasn't he like, wasn't
2: he saying that like, she's fucking got such a good tongue she could make a statue get a heart on and shit
1: Something like that. This is my I th- actually this is my first time seeing this, so like I don't remember all the lines, but there was some sleazy shit in this. I'll tell you that. So, but um, yeah. Also, there's like three girls being brought in in like these large shipping crates, and um, mm-hmm. apparently they're like famous chicks from different countries or whatever. Like I don't know, they don't explain, but they've all been kidnapped to basically be sex slaves. And Ilsa goes on to elaborate and explain this to them. And then she busts out um, this crotch rat trap and tells them if they, like, don't go along with it, she's going to attach it to them and it's going to, like, climb up inside of them and, like, gnaw them out. The yeah, rats. she was describing how the rats will
2: seek out the moist area and all this and that.
1: Yeah. yeah so they, they that,
2: oh, yeah. They were like, yeah, they were famous people. Like, the one was fucking film star, I think. The other one was an heiress. and an equestrian champion, and just a bunch of hot bitches from around the world.
1: Yeah, and they all look good.
2: Oh, that one's got super tits.
1: Yeah, I want to point out, like, um, you know, just like uh, She-Wolf of the SS, all of the girls in this have real breasts. These are not fucking silicone bullshit. It's real. I'm pretty sure they all look like they have a real hang. Oh, Uh, yeah. So, and that's, that's really the, you know, the nice thing about these films, so. Oh, this is pre-fake titties, like, fuck, fake titties weren't perfected back in
2: the late 70s yet, I don't think.
1: I think they had them, but yeah, like, they weren't, like, I think they are expensive, and it, like, wasn't really the thing to do. Plus, like, I've heard those titties back then were, like, bad, like, they'd bust open and shit. Yeah, yeah they have all gen- kinds of
2: couldn't chew on
1: them too hard, you'd fucking pop them and shit. Right, yeah, that's where you'd get, like, um, those horror stories and those pictures with, like, fucking titties that look terrible. Like, really bad, like, fucking raisins. Satchel titties. just Bah, sucks. (laughs) Fucking thing busted and, like, started rotting their titties out. (laughs) I've seen some shit, man. Like, I I saw this documentary, not to get off topic, but I've seen this documentary about old um the implants that busted from them like that time period and yeah it's pretty bad dude i like it's sickening like base i think it was like um plastic surgery gone wrong on hbo or something yeah real bad so but back on topic here um these guys um i'm guessing they're government guys because there's assault there's a u.s soldier and then you've got um he, what, he's german or something this one guy i'm guessing he's a politician though too who the blonde guy that's raylan ilsa well no he's a soldier he's a u.s soldier but the other guy well, he, i think he, is a like german a fucking, politician yeah. or something
2: yeah something like that like a business I, some kind of businessman or whatever
1: it definitely with the with the uh sold the american soldier there's definitely political ties you know right off the bat that that guy's not on the plane he's not flying over there for nothing that's that's definitely political ties Um, I'm guessing some kind of um, oil negotiations, which Mm -hmm. these guys are discussing stuff in the plane. Yeah, he was saying that he's got to get the oil
2: flowing because this guy's holding out and he's fucking strong arming all the oil and think they got to get. They built the roads and all this shit, like built the refineries, but this asshole's not pumping the oil to him. He's fucking asking too much money, is what the problem is.
1: Right, right. And. (laughs) We, get a, we also get a brief scene with um, Ilsa and the prince where the prince is kind of talking to Ilsa about these guys coming along or whatever. They're going to be showing up here soon. And, uh, they're wise
2: I, to the, what they're up to, yeah.
1: I just remember this scene because, like, during the scene, um, one of his sex slaves, the prince there, like, has got that big, huge vibrator stick, and she's just mm-hmm. playing with herself the whole time. That's all you hear is, like, mmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, how do you listen to the important conversations going on with the fucking dildo buzzing in the background? So you can't, you can't. It's pretty hard, man. It's titties, ass, everything all over the place in this film. It's like, there's a good plot here, but like, don't, you can easily get distracted with all the eye candy. Like where you don't even like, you could, I mean, this could be a porno. Or it could be a serious movie. Like, Don Edmonds is a genius, and he can give you bo- best of both worlds. Yeah, I suppose if you're a kid, you could jerk off to this or Oh, something. yeah, right. I mean, I'm just... Uh, yeah, I'm speaking from, like, maybe a 15-year-old, 13-year-old standpoint, so... But, um, yeah, uh, from here, um, we get to a scene with Ilson. She's dealing with this criminal um, soldier or whatever, I guess, like, he fucked one of the chicks in the harem mm-hmm. and he's sentenced to fight satin and velvet to death i'm thinking or close to death i mean he wants his freedom or something so and um yeah satin and velvet are basically ilsa's uh beautiful black henchwomen. women and well one of them's decent the other one's got kind of manly fat, fat ass on her eh. the, the
2: skinnier one i like the other one had big old fat booty ass i, don't I like, like that, that.
1: I don't. I don't like that Detroit ghetto ass. I like that. So, so you liked one of the girls and I like the other. All right. So, all right. Good. I thought <laughs> they both looked good, but you know, the other oh, yeah. had the kind of like the one you're talking about kind of looked like she had a man chest. But I digress. <laughs> yeah, well, tits weren't as
2: big, but her ass was nicer. Like
1: yeah, that. it wasn't. They both. I thought they both had nice asses. But anyway, the ladies, um, they do battle topless. Yeah. They, I don't think they put any
2: clothes on through the whole film. They're
1: fighting well, tops at the end too. No, there's this. Well, you know when they're in ba- when they're doing battle, some they always like take their clothes off. But y- there's scenes where they're walking around with Ilsa and they have their little military tops on and they're like um, hiked up shorts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but that's a sexy little outfit. Even when they're in clothes, like all the women look hot. Like you know what I mean? Like it's all the perfect outfits to make you want to take the clothes off. Yeah, they so, fuck up. So, yeah, um, they beat the fuck out of this accused soldier or whatever, and then, like, did they rip his nuts off at the end? Well, they ripped his cheeks off, too, didn't oh, they? Oh, I thought they ripped his nuts off. Like, one grabbed one ball and one... But I, they showed his face, yeah, and his mouth was all messed up, but I was like... They were, like, whole, each holding, like, a piece, and I was like, why didn't... I was like, did they rip his balls off?
2: Like, what? Well, she the, called him just, a eunuch after she's like, go join yeah. the eunuchs or something, so maybe... Yeah, they ripped
1: think... his balls off. Like, one grabbed one and one
2: grabbed the other. <laughs> and I guess their, cl- their uh, claws must have just ripped his cheeks out because he had no cheeks left
1: either. I think that was from when they were fighting, when they were clawing the fuck out of his face and he was spitting up. Man, that was wicked. And the, the effects were good for fucking 76. Those fucking yeah. effects were excellent. The blood was mixed perfect. I mean, come on. Let's talk about special, some of the leading special effects artists at the time. Like, Savini was buying fucking prop blood that looked like fucking crans melted But well, fucker let me talk I'll, on savini's <laughs> behalf here fucking
2: but he didn't have the recipe yet for fucking like dick smith's blood he hadn't perfected it and they bought they had bought all that fucking blood from the 3m company and it wasn't their fault it looked fucking like cartoon
1: melted, blood melted crans excuses excuses i'm, I'm just... What do you got? What else are you gonna do with that film? All right, I, you know it was it worked for Dawn of the Dead, but like it didn't. But there was a lot of films. But the only two that. films he, he used
2: it did was Dawn and Martin.
1: But so. the, you know, this I, I hate to like bring up Savini because he's a good effects artist and everything. But there was a lot of effects artists after this film that used that 3M shitty ass looking blood because I've seen that fucking that stage blood show up in I don't know how many films. That same texture and. And,
2: and, and, and sold it to them and got rid of it.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm wondering who did the effects on here because this guy's actually whipping up his own blood, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm no, sure. I mean, I'll, 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 die, I'll, I'll, you know, touch upon she-wolf of the SS and they were using the 3M blood. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, that blood looked fake as shit.
2: Wasn't as good, no.
1: No, but this stuff, yeah, this stuff looked real. I don't know what they were doing different, but, um, so we're, we're treated to that awesome battle scene. Um, we jumped to, uh, the new girls being shaved and cleaned. Um, kind of a, kind of homage to the first film where they had the whole shaving scene, but it's only like one girl in this where it was like Man. a. With this, though, they were shaving the bodies and not the pussy, and in
2: She-Wolf, they were shaving the pussies, so...
1: Yeah, and that was for, uh, what was it, like, uh, pubic lice and stuff like that. This was just... I think you'd get pubic lice in the desert more. Yeah. Like um, doing ya. the you she, The Sheik liked fucking hairy box. Yeah, they did like the hairy box, you're right. Mm-hmm. Sicko. <laughs> so... We jumped to sex training by Ilsa with the with the three new ladies and um then we jumped to a, I don't know was this one of the girls one of the girls that had been brought in or was this just a random girl the one that was being um systematically fed to be fattened up like every hour Oh they were just they're fattening them up for auction I think weren't they yeah that that was fucking that was disturbing <laughs> that's that whole scene was disturbing that they were fattening these girls up like they were skinny at one time but they like just kept feeding them like every hour on the hour
2: hey. oh, yeah they're trying to fatten those hoes up because there were some chubby chasers i think coming to the auction
1: so yeah we jump to another scene where this girl gets like um they're they're getting the girls ready for this auction and, um, they're pa, some of the girls are in, not, you know, they're like used cars, you know, and, like they need some patching up and some love. So, you know, mm-hmm. one doesn't have a big enough ass. So she gets injected with some silicone, like straight little, into the ass cheese. Hell yeah, a little silicone. That's not good. Fat in her ass. Up. Her ass is going to rot out within like fucking a month ah. or so.
2: Whatever, there's no refunds. They just want to sell her, like, just stick a caulking gun fucking right in her ass and pump her full of silicone.
1: Yeah, another girl has some, like, weird skin-eating virus that they don't really get into, and then, like, the doctor, they're like, you can't fix that up, and he's like, do you doubt my talent? (laughs) And he's like... Little makeup. Yeah, it looks like like he's using liquid latex to patch the fucking opening, is basically Mm -hmm. what he's doing. He's probably gonna fucking put, yeah, makeup in, patch it up, and then... By the time that fucking liquid latex starts fucking peeling off and shit, you know, he's gonna know he got a fucking oh man, he's gonna be he's gonna even know he got fucked literally when that skin eating virus starts fucking over. Yeah.
2: Hopefully he got her cheap.
1: <laughs> so um yeah, these government guys seem to have like a spy in the harem and uh she's got this little jewel thing in her stomach that she's using to record um conversations between the yep. prince and Ilsa. A belly dancer there, yeah, yeah. She's caught um, listening to one of the recordings, and uh, she's brought into the tur- torture room basically to spill the beans who she's working for. She mm-hmm. won't, she won't give up any info. So they uh, put her tits into like this vice. You remember that S- squishing her big old fat tits in that vice, yeah? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> That was good
2: times, free-
1: man. There's some freaky fucking S and M dominatrix shit in these films. You? Oh, when you
2: when they put the bitch's foot in that thing full of rat ants too and they eat it to the bone, like Bleh.
1: Yeah, later she won't she won't talk, so they're like, yeah, put the fucking ant box on her foot and they just keep fucking feeding ants in there and uh yeah. Pretty that.
2: soon, she got no foot left. They showed it's just a skeleton with a, some, a little bit of meat hanging off it.
1: So yeah, she uh, doesn't she end up giving up info or something like that, or just they just keep torturing. I can't remember. But nah, she she talks once they fuck it, and has she has uh, no foot left. Yeah, she... and uh yeah she tells them I think she tells them who it is, and they find they know for sure now that it's this like U.S. Uh, military soldier, and um I don't know this German cat. I don't know exactly who they are. But they come in in like a government limo with flags on it. So that that again. Um, they come as guests,
2: yeah. They're guests in there. It seems like shake shit up.
1: Yeah, it seems like a politi- whole political thing. But yeah, Ilsa, she um she's attracted to this uh, soldier, and she um they're gonna have like a party or whatever, and she dons like the sleaziest thing she can like uh, put together. It's like this one piece with like the tits busted out, but it's got like some kind of um what is it like. What is that? Some kind of threading or whatever holding it together. And then, like, it's open on the stomach, too. And on the sides of the legs, I think. Yeah, and it's like a whole one-piece black suit thing. She's
2: looking good in it. She's looking good in it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, the prince and this government cat, they're talking, like, oil. And, yeah, the prince says the people of the land are ignorant to the wealth under their feet. And um, Mm -hmm. I think this German guy he's like, well, Eventually they're gonna figure it out and revolt. And he's like, "You want to know why they're never gonna revolt?" And he basically has them bring in this um, this guy who what did he do? He stole. He tried to steal that gem or whatever, and yeah. said He cut his hand off right in front of everyone to show him this is why people won't be revolting anytime soon. So yeah, they're scared shitless. Yeah, no one's gonna say fucking
2: nothing. And he keeps them ignorant. He doesn't give no info. Doesn't let the fucking media
1: get in shit like that. So, yeah, the U.S. soldier, he gets wild with Ilsa, ripping her outfit off. And pulling Damn. a knife on her and a bunch of kinky shit. Ilsa that's why totally so I, so
2: I get down with the bitches. I pull out a shank on them and cut their clothes off. And scare them into it. Real roughy
1: style, huh?
2: Oh, yeah. Choking hoes and stuff. I'm, I'm doing the carotene on them.
1: So, um, yeah, we jump to this other scene where they're... Um, they're loading this bitch up, uh, the spy. They're like, we got one last test because she's useless now. Like they fuck, cut her, t- fucked her tits up, and mm-hmm. had her foot eaten off. And oh yeah, I forgot to tell. I probably ain't to no one gonna want to fuck her no more now. I forgot about the um the the German government dude. He like every um like Middle Eastern prince or whatever. He goes and sees like it's like this custom to eat like a goat's eye. Well, yeah. so he, they end up bringing him an eye, but it's, like, the spy's eye, I guess, and, like, ha- and he tricks him into eating it or whatever, but, yeah, so her, her eye's been gouged out and eaten, and um, their last thing is they're going to shove this um plastic <laughs> explosive up her, like, pussy, and then, like, to detonate it, they have, like, this fucking uh, fuck machine. That's, to, all, that's, like, well, that's probably one
2: of the very first fuck machines. Those are, like, big time now. You see them in photos oh, yeah. and shit, but, like. That was old school one man with the fucking dildo on the fucking hydraulic thing just giving it to her
1: that was that was that was real sleazy when they brought the sex machine out. so that's that's fucking vintage
2: man that's fucking old school
1: so yeah like i I don't know if it's just the um vibrations the motion the heating up of. The vagina, I don't know what it is, but, like, it heats up the plastic explosives or something and pulls this bitch's stomach out. And, um, basically the plan is to plant this, um, this other sex slave with explosives. The one with the nice that's ugly face. Yeah, yeah, real ugly face. Real nice body. But, yeah, send her off to this, um, this German government cat. Because he's already left. And I forgot to mention that scene where they send him, like, a little boy... <laughs> like all government guys, like little young little boys. Well, they offered him a woman at first, and he's like, "No, no, I'm married."
2: So they kind of they thought maybe he was gay and didn't like chicks. So they sent him a, a little boy. Yeah, well, here you go. Like fucking fucking Jafar the fucking sheik said, "You don't like women? Here I am." <laughs> they sent him Mowgli. That's funny. He was didn't take him long, and he's like,
1: "What is your name?" <laughs>
2: yeah, Mowgli. <laughs> Hell yeah
1: so yeah so i don't know yeah that scene was fucking weird i don't know like that that totally implied that like all these government these government fucks on like fuck little boys and shit so I, I like that don Edmonds is very was very ahead of his time with that so so ilsa's ordered to kill uh her soldier boyfriend, which he stuck around because he's like into hitting hitting it, you know, and uh oh, yeah she invited him, yeah, stick around for a few days so what
10: but else
1: Il- yeah, but ilsa she doesn't want she don't want him dead'cause she's he's such a good lay, so she tells him like everything, and the prince figures out what is going on and like uh what seizes both the soldier and ilsa mm-hmm. And uh, Ilsa's forced to be groped by a guy with, like... Um, the
2: leper. The leper comes <laughs> and eats her pussy and stuff.
1: Uh, grabs her tits, like, real bad skin problem. or, And she's screaming and shit. I don't blame her. He's like, eee, I've got bad skin and my breath stinks. <laughs> well, He probably fucks her and everything. Yeah, they just didn't, like, get it, get in deep with that. But, yeah, Diane Thorne man, her body and her tits are looking fucking fantastic. The soldier is placed into this like trap, another head trap thing with like a tarantula, and they've got like this candle burning on a string. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they went in all. Why didn't they just be like, all right, we're going to shoot you, we're going to cut your head off? Why was like. Yeah, dramatic, I guess. Systematically, like, you've got to save him, the candle's burning, but uh, yeah. Some early saw kind
2: of fucking torture device kind of shit going on, eh? You-
1: I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like. I, well, I was talking to you about that film nineteen eighty four and there's some like there's actually a head rat trap thing in that too. So I don't know if nice. this was big like in the fifties and or in like concentration camps or you know what. Like I have to look into that whole thing. But interesting, that would be nightmarish to have like a rat like eat your face oh, yeah. off or you know, and be able to gnaw on you like that. So But yeah, he's got like a tarantula or whatever and uh but yeah, Ilsa's freed... Uh, but she still wants to secretly save her lover, so yeah, like she gets has her um ladies get all the girls together and All the all the slaves pretty much. She fucking gives the order to uprise
2: and hands out guns, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah then she goes and saves Buddy and But this isn't this where she reveals that there's fucking like what was his face prince Salim's fucking been locked up in a fucking like in the cellar fucking to keep him from taking over the throne?
1: Yeah, he's like the real prince. This little kid this, that's yeah. that's down in this like uh, dungeon pit. He's really the real prince. Like this is his uncle or whatever who's basically, mm-hmm. I'd say he's impersonating the prince for the most part. That's why I kept referring to him as the prince because he kind of was the prince. Oh, he, he's pretending. He's pretending he's in
2: power. Like they must think the young boy just disappeared or he's. They don't know what happened to him, or don't know he exists, or I don't know what the fuck the deal is.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, yeah, the prince he's tied down onto a table, and um, they bring that girl they were gonna send off to the politician and to mm-hmm. fuck the prince, and uh, and you know, instead instead of flying off to to assassinate that politician, you know, Ilsa orders her to climb on. She doesn't even know that the plastic explosives inside of her either.
2: The, the, the girl that fucks him, no. And, yes. and his
1: mouth is taped close, so he
2: can't say nothing. He's, like, freaking out and bug-eyed the whole time. He's getting fucked. Like, he knows what's coming.
1: Yeah, and the two explode, and, uh, yeah, like, I remember Soldier Boy. He comes in there, and he doesn't approve of what Ilsa's done. He He's also, by this time, freed the original prince and everything, and he's been put yeah. back into power. And uh I don't know. I don't really want to get into like. I guess I won't give away the ending of Ilsa's fate. I guess everybody can tune in for that and check the movie out <laughs> to see what happens to Ilsa. But it's not good. <laughs> no, it's a it, it's a fitting fate for her.
2: Mm-hmm, I don't know. They should have kept her around the fuck for a couple more years though.
4: Whatever. Yeah,
1: if I, if I was that young prince, out of him, like, yeah, I'm gonna go hit it. uh See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, he's too young. Couldn't even get a heart on yet. Yeah. Whatever. Eh, suck on titties. He's still. the prince, man. He's the prince. He can have whatever he wants. True Doesn't that. matter how old he is. True so that. Much. So you, uh, I take you recommend this one. I highly recommend it. I only watched it once, and I'm, I'm thinking it's about as good as, if not better than She Wolf. So
2: mm-hmm. yeah, this is my second favorite. I recommend it. It's about third, fourth time I've seen it. Not quite as sleazy, and...
1: it's pretty no, sleazy. No, pretty sleazy. No, i understand where you're coming from though you you we were kind of talking earlier and and i kind of elaborated that i didn't feel like there was as many because in she-wolf it's like scene after scene after scene after scene of torture electroshock, shock dildos and all kinds of stuff yeah yeah that's the original fucking uh torture porn film you know this this came before fucking shitty eli ross Hostel. this was the torture these were you know and Yeah, this one doesn't have as much torture, but, like, it has a better plot, I think, personally. Like, it's more, Mm -hmm. the acting's a little bit better and stuff, and um, it seemed like they had a bigger budget because they had helicopters and, you know. Don't
2: get to see Diane Thorne naked as much, but, eh, you get to see a whole lot of other nakedness. There's not a bunch of guys with no dinks running around and stuff like in She-Wolf.
1: Well, there are eunuchs, but we don't have to, like, see We them,
2: don't have man. to fucking listen to them talk, and they're not big characters or nothing, so fuck them. Right. No, no dink motherfuckers.
1: So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is a great film. I, I recommend anyone, if you guys can find it, go and pick it up. I looked, on, um, I looked on Amazon, and this is going for, like, I think the single copy is going for under... 40 bucks, I'm thinking of 38, 39. I mean, by the time you ship, it's going to be and that's used. By that the time ain't you sh- Yeah, How by the, the time you plan? ship this bad boy, it's going to be about 40 bucks. And um, I've seen a few box sets used and they're going for 80. I'm thinking like if you're really interested in checking these films out, I would I would definitely think about investing in the box set. Um, there's other routes to go. There's a lot of there's a lot of websites that have DVDRs you can buy. You're real tech savvy, um torrents that's where i got them so mm-hmm. you know that's that's the last ditch effort and uh i you know i'd really love to buy this you know if they put out a blu-ray set because the the rips that i've seen that's already out other than i think tigress i've got a vhs rip actually but um okay. all the yeah, all the other rips I've seen um that are D V D remasters, they look fantastic and I can't even imagine what they look like on blue, but I'd I'd love to see it. You know?
2: I think Yeah, I got rips of the Anchor Bay releases. Like El Wan sent them to me back in the day that's who put it out was Anchor Bay, wasn't it?
1: I think there's a couple different box sets out now, and there's there's also foreign releases, but I think those are region two DVDs. They're yeah. not, um, you know, no region or whatever. Um, but like I said, these there's there's a lot of uh, torrents and stuff floating around out there, and there's a lot, you know, if you're not if you don't want to get into torrent. You know, I think there's some websites out there, probably 12 bucks for a DVD rip, and it probably will be a, a, a DVD rip of the remaster, so... Oh, I should hope so, anyway. These didn't... No, you got the box set, right? Or didn't you say you had the box set, or...?
2: No, I have rips of the box set.
1: Someone has... I think Tony has the box Tony, set. Tony
2: Pepperoni has the box set, that fucker.
1: Yeah, I wonder if those... Because I... I've looked at the specs and I couldn't find anything on special features, so I don't think if you went. Oh, and I got
2: commentaries a... and everything on. Mine. Oh,
1: really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you got the whole nine yards, boy. Oh, fuck the whole chibang, man. The whole chibang. I didn't know Tony had the box set. That's hardcore. I thought he, well, he got it at that estate sale where he yeah, fucking I thought art. i seen a everything. video recently, but I didn't know if he was hardcore into him or whatever. I would have asked him to get on join join us on the show. He probably no, had no, some insight. He's not hardcore into him. He oh. just
2: has him. He's
1: fucking, he just has him because he has him. He got 300 bucks.
2: He got like everything, all this out of print shit, like fucking everything, man. Oh, I'm jealous of what he has.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I'm jealous of the actual physical product. I mean, uh and if he's listening, I don't think he listens, but if he is, hey, if you're looking to make a couple bucks, you know, me and J Dog we're uh we're we're over here. We're we're drooling and we'd love to we'd love to take Fuck, a few gimme, of those box sets gimme, off.
2: Yeah, gimme. Gimme. <laughs> gimme.
1: <laughs> uh but yeah, I recommend this shit. Check it out, man definitely uh so i guess we're going to jump into a break and when we come back we're going to be talking um ilsa the wicked warden also wanda the wicked warden only on exploited cinema wanda the wicked
9: warden
8: starring diane thorne as greta you knew her as the ruthless and evil ilsa now in a role even more cruel sadistic tyrannically insane protected by the authorities she is free to reign over an hallucinatory world a fraudulent mental clinic for sexual delinquents more than that a prison for the sane
0: they beat our brains out we're not really crazy we're political prisoners that's all
4: ah!
9: Wanda, the wicked warden.
8: Unmerciful. She's lost too much blood, she shouldn't be moved.
9: That's unimportant.
4: Take her away.
8: Yes, take her away to the hellhole where the victims tear each other apart. A nightmare ah. world of primitive fashion and bloody sexual violence. Ah? Ah, well, we must cauterize you before you cause more trouble. Nobody ever leaves this inferno alive. Surrounded by a beautiful but impenetrable jungle, they flee in vain. The ones who try are hunted down like wild beasts and shot with even less compassion. Who
9: is the boss? Rock, listen to her! the Wicked Warden.
8: Starring Diane Thorne, Directed by Jess Franco.
9: (coughs) Wanda, the wicked warden.
8: Coming soon.
9: Wanda, the Wicked Warden.
3: Everybody knows when 42nd Street Pete is in the house, anything goes at the grindhouse.
10: Turns you on, doesn't it, you little maggot?
3: Yeah. Every Saturday night, Mm. 9 p.m. Central,
9: Mm.
3: 10 p.m. EST.
9: You want to be a party
0: animal? You had to learn to live in
3: the jungle. This is my grind house, 42nd Street Pete.
6: Are you tired of never getting the chicks? Are you sick of wasting time jerking off or trolling for hookers? Do your pickup lines stink? Well, worry no more. Because...
3: The ice! IT'S GONNA BREAK!
6: That's right, folks. The Ultimate Icebreaker is now here. If you want to impress the ladies, forget the usuals, like Coke, cash, or car. Get yourself the official icebreaker, the Exploited Cinema T-Shirt. Yes, you will be pulling wool in no time. So go get yours today at www.fastcustomshirts.com Take it from these satisfied customers. Cecil here from Kentucky. I just want to see that there um uh exploited silver shirt it done uh, there changed my life. Before I gone, I spent all my time down yonder air down in the holler looking at the um, pornos and re- and drinking at them moonshine. And since I got that shirt though, I done bang me four mat heads in the midget. like shit, I think my dick even grew a couple inches. So what you got to say, you go down there and you order that shirt today. Get it. This is Willis from Detroit, He to tell you about the exploited cinema t shirt. Since I got the shirt, my pimp hand is stronger, trapping's up by 60%, and my 9 millis spilling faster than chili. Go ham in this bitch and grab one up. Fast custom shirt, you dig? Cheers Expoys, so My Stephen here from the UK. Before I got this shirt, mate, I was one sorry chap that couldn't get no lasses. But I saved me quids and got the shirt and I got myself sorted out. Just the other day down at the pub, I got me a blowjob in the loo. So if you want to be a real geezer, you get yours today. Everything else is bollocks.
11: The ice, 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 ice is
6: gonna break.
4: The wicked warden.
1: This is also known as Wanda, the Wicked Warden too as well, although the woman's yeah. name or Ilsa's not even Ilsa, her name's Greta in this, right? hmm
2: Or Ilsa Absolute Powers and other has many titles.
1: Like I'm under the, the I'm under the impression that this wasn't supposed to be an Ilsa film and then they just slop slap the uh Ilsa title on there to sell it. Yeah. It loose, loosely fits in the Ilsa world. No, huh, I bought into it. Yeah, well, it worked. It worked. This film was Jeez. originally rated X too, as well. I can see why. As yeah, we'll I get can into see it, see why too. Fuck, Just fucking chicks are having to lick dirty assholes and stuff in this movie. Like, yeah, yeah, there was no insertion though, so it didn't really matter. Monic- it didn't really deserve that. But the chick rating. was
2: taking a shit, got off the toilet, and made the other one lick her arse. That's pretty
1: dirty. Mm, well, you know. It happens.
2: Uh, I guess. uh, (laughs) Sleazy women's prisons, but... Yeah, I don't know, you got some fucking... Should we break down uh, the plot of it, I guess? Sure, sure. Bust into some sleazy talk.
1: The film opens on a a shower scene, uh, and then, like, at this point, like, you pretty Best much friend. know.
2: famous what, for shower scenes.
1: Yeah, you pretty much know what you're in for when you see this scene, and it's pretty good. Uh, I would yeah. compare it to, uh, you know, uh, Danny Steinman or Tom DeSimone shower scene any day. Those guys mm-hmm. probably were inspired by, uh, old Jesus Franco. Gets my dick hard. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real sleepy. It's, like it's like my new tagline the, the scene is uh, also accompanied by a bathtub scene with Ilsa like washing up her big old titties and shit which I really big appreciate
2: big old titties too man
1: looking some nice kids yeah, yeah she's
2: she's looking good
1: Real, real tasty <laughs> yeah I'd fuck her so, this time, uh, Ilsa's running, uh, basically, like, a ca- concentration camp-style clinic for nymphomaniacs and sexual deviants.
9: Yeah,
2: like, women with mental problems, yeah, like, nymphomania, fucking, a couple other different things, like, fucking, chicks syphilis end up there, all, all that shit.
1: Well, yeah, sexual transmitted diseases would fall in, I guess, to so that whole category.
2: Prostitutes would be sent there. Mm-hmm. That so, was more or less a place where they fucking... They they could just make up a title like, oh, this chick's a nympho and just send her there for shits and giggles, pretty much.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, the, well, this is... I mean, we, we learned that the government kind of thinks this place has got some strange going-ons inside, and it's it basically, like, the government can't do anything because they need, like, a legitimate um, spy inside to be able Someone to... Someone needs out. to talk. They need to call 1-800-PROVE-IT. I can get some answers.
2: No one's answering right now.
1: Yeah. So, well, they send this woman in. Uh, she's she's like looking for her sister, and she contacts this um, mm-hmm. doctor, psychiatrist, mm-hmm. or whatever that works there. And he's able to get her in and and whatnot. And uh, it's cheap, What, fucking hundred euro and a blowjob got her
2: in, no problem.
1: Yeah, I would just want to note, like at this point, I really really realize that this is like this is a foreign, this is definitely a foreign film. It's not like shot by American production and you can tell because of the shitty dub overing, like it's terrible. Like most of the actors must have been uh foreign, I'm guessing. Oh terrible dubbing. Terrible editing too. The whole fucking uh
2: production value of this just went down the shitter, actually. Had a lot of kitties and ass though.
1: Well I'm Season not gonna stuff. knock the that's, production. That's so Production value too much, but it, it could have been better. Well,
2: the production value of the editing and the dubbing
1: is terrible. Oh everything yeah,
2: else is, everything else is decent. The sets and everything is good. Like the titties they paid for, they're good. and Production value is decent, I guess. It's the fucking technical aspects is shitty. Well, camera ain't that bad either.
1: Foreign filmmakers, yeah, the camera work's always great, but like they don't give a fuck about the dubbing. They're like, "Ah, eh, fuck the American pigs," and you know what I mean. Exactly, and they play it back fucks. in the
2: language they, the language they speak. It fucking the movie plays fine for them.
1: Well, it only you fucks know,
2: us Americans and Canadians. and.
1: Some of these releases, I think, um, I'm not sure on the Ilsa, but some of the foreign releases, you can get them in the original foreign language with subtitles. And sometimes I prefer that, because it's, it's bad sometimes. Before you
2: get too far, I just wanted to say, what's up with all the fucking Dawn of the Dead music in these movies? Have you
1: noticed that at all? Well, check this out. I mean, Dawn
2: then the other film like tigers of, of the siberia mm-hmm. there's a scene where she's getting double penetrated and it's got dawn of the dead music going and, and in this movie when there's sex scenes with oil so Sheik's had
1: it too and uh we commented yeah. on um she wolf of the ss had it you well, you got to look look at the dates man this is predates um um dawn of the dead i'm guessing these were um library tracks that because remember george liked to pull from library tracks and those are those are library tracks for anybody to pull yeah
2: i just find that ironic like it just makes me fucking think of right after they took over the mall and they're panning over all the zombies laying there but there's fucking ilsa getting double teamed by a fucking couple greasy russians
1: i think it's great (laughs) yeah
2: it kind of fuck i don't know it fucks with my senses because i'm picturing like fucking peter and the crew but there's like titties and ass in front of me and it's like confusing me.
1: It's you like, could splice those two films together seamlessly with these soundtracks, huh?
2: <laughs> well not seamlessly, yeah, Well yeah, when I'm an old man I might when I have Alzheimer's I'll be confused and I'll think scenes from this are actually in Dawn of the Dead and Fuck. <laughs> That's fuck awesome. me up, it's fucking it's fucking with my head, man. <sighs> but anyway, back to the plot. I just thought I'd add that. I just found found it weird where they put that music in, though.
1: I, I like it. It's kind of nice. It gives. It's kind of like oh, yeah. a little, uh, reminder. Like dawn I'm is feeling. dawn is deep in the exploitation sleaze somehow, some way. So it's ingrained.
2: It must have been the easiest library tracks to find. Everyone just used it. Same this team. is the
1: only other film i've ever heard them in uh, um now the goblin soundtrack from dawn has been used but it was in a lot of italian films uh, maybe it's just a foreign thing but don ed or is it don Edmonds, did the first two and those were uh used the library tracks. so yeah it must have been accessible library tracks mm-hmm. because he's a he's an american filmmaker so i mean i don't know I wonder if the tracks are still up for grabs to use. Maybe you could use sure. them in your next film or when you put a film together. A little we'll make nod. A with that. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. So the girl that goes in, I can't remember what her name is. A lot of these girls don't even you don't even know what their names are. It's just number forty-one. As what's her name? The girl that ends up going in secretly to find her sister. That's another thing.
2: Yeah. I no, number sister. ten was. Number
1: 10 was nice. I liked her. Nice, Ilse's nice assistant, uh, sex slave girl.
4: Mm-hmm. But
1: the, 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 she's got shorter hair, yeah. She's kind of yeah, cute. Yeah, The me. only other one that... There's only, like, a couple girls that look good. Like, a lot of the extra background girls look... Ugh, don't look good. Like kind of
2: ugly. Put bags over their heads, they'd be all right.
1: Yeah, I'd have to say on, like, the extra, like, girls in the back, this is probably the worst one as far as like extra mm-hmm. titties in the background i'd have to say oil sheiks is the best that's really why i like that one like i pretty much had a heart oil on the way good stuff. that that movie tiger
2: superior wow
1: tiger don't see much
2: tits. tits yeah you don't see any tits really until they hit montreal
1: yeah right well we'll get into that Then it gets greasy <laughs> we'll get into that canadian connection but uh so yeah, number 41 oh, yeah. is brought um in and she gets to know some 41's got like little tiny titties. She's still cute though. She's still Glad cute. Fuck, fuckable, yeah, fuckable. And uh um, you, you like the fucking
2: one that we used to be the dude the best you were saying. The fucking fuck one no, to go no. that got this shit.
1: It was so bony. I can't even say she it it was bony. <laughs> I think they dubbed the man doing the voiceover.
2: It was a dude, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it had, like, a full sex change, so... But, um... Yeah, uh,
2: that's where it's at.
1: We're also treated to another scene where uh, the girls get to feel up number 41's body. Uh, That was kind of a strange scene, huh?
2: As soon as they come in, well, fuck, they gotta see what she's all about, man. Taste test? Yeah, taste test, fucking... Make sure she don't stink, I don't know. <laughs> Sleazy, it's Jesus Franco, it's just fucking, any chance, fucking just, it's just all about molesting and sick stuff.
1: So well, it's a well, film. Needs yeah. There's no
2: explanation.
1: We jump to another weird scene where number 10 goes in and it's we find... a women's
2: out. prison, they're lesbians.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, of course, but... Even we,
2: the guards were saying, oh, we haven't touched her yet, like, fucking... We had to fucking de-louse her and fucking, more or less, fucking defungifier box first so they were letting the prisoners have first crack just in case there were some griblies in there still then the guards will go in there you know how this goes down on. pretty much yeah, yeah. it's yeah. women prison in my city so yeah
1: is there a women prison nearby you
2: oh yeah there's one in my city yeah oh okay i see
1: sweet well yeah, we jumped to another scene where um we find out that number ten's basically uh Ilsa's kinda like personal sex slave and and there's a nice little back rub scene with her and uh Diane Thorne uh naked and I really appreciated that scene and then uh Ilsa uh proceeds to what do some acupuncture shit on uh on number ten and stab her with needles and then like jump on and stab him deeper. That was kinda weird. Yeah. That was hardcore. It's like, Wow, big old titties and needles. It was sleazy, man. Well, one thing I can say about this film, um, as I watched it, it doesn't compare to any of the other sequels, not even Siberia, because there's just there's hardly any torture whatsoever. No, is. not a whole lot of torture. That's why I don't I think like, it's official. Il- I don't think it, that's what makes it not an Ilsa movie is the it's lack got the whole of torture. fucking.
2: Buddy making porno movies, fucking underscore to it, because Ilsa and the shit don't know us. There's this one of her fucking sidekicks has fucking her torture room set up with a camera to make all these snuff and fucking reality porno films. That's where the well, real bread and butter is.
1: Yeah, we learn about that later in this in the uh, in the yeah, scenario. We we find out that some of these they're setting up things and filming them, but uh, yeah. Meanwhile, we. Uh, we jump to another shower scene where Ilsa's uh mm-hmm. little assistant number 10 starts like a naked shower fight with 41 and then number 41, as Punishment, is injected uh, some kind of weird thing into her pussy, and uh, then she's, like, fucking given shock treatment. She
2: got injected with stainless steel
1: chrome. <laughs> <laughs> like that a was a treason. stainless steel injection thing. It uh, was
2: stainless steel yeah. chrome. It was, like, heated up like a fucking hair iron, though. Fucking burned her box is what it did. Well,
1: she said she got something shot up in there, too, so
2: cure her nymphomania for a while well it was stainless steel chrome they injected in there
1: well she's shackled too as well to hang by her wrists and uh, she starts communicating with this other prisoner which is um, number 20 we only know that cause like it's been branded onto her she didn't learn her number I guess apparently if they don't know their number it gets branded above their titties yes their, their left titty it's branded upon So the luscious left the luscious left yes and uh she's been in the hole for she doesn't she thinks a few a year or so quite a while and she says they're like all political prisoners and the clinic is um i think she lets her in on some of the underground pornos that are being made too as well and sold so and uh yeah so she's a political
2: prisoner like tony montana
1: number 10 starts filling the beans about 41 looking for her sister because she's like finding out this girl's asking around and apparently the sister's still here she's down the hole and um we go down there in another scene and like see her she's shackled to this weird table and they keep doing some kind of weird i thought it was some kind of weird sound thing they were doing to her <coughs> wasn't that i thought they were shocking her was it Actual shocking? Shock, what was I that thought. weird noise that it was making? It was like some kind of weird song i didn't I was kind of confused with that whole thing. I guess maybe they were shocking her, but the shit was whack is what it was. It wasn't like old Jesus Franco didn't think this out or like he snorted all of his Jesus fuck Franco not he snorted Half his... his
2: shit's pretty whack anyway in the first
1: place. He snorted his effects budget or something because like they it's just it's he snorted his dirt.
2: effects too fuck he didn't care
1: yeah but the the graphic violence isn't here in this film whatsoever. The sex is there to an extent what do you mean, like
2: it's pretty good where they bring in all those fucking chicks they had been running all the tests on all the mutant broads and they bring in like was it like seven or whatever the worst fucking dirtiest sex offenders they could find and those guys just go to town.
1: Loose, yeah, let them run well, they, loose and rape all the girls.
2: Those guys are like chewing on them chicks and banging them, and just <laughs> that's that's a pretty hardcore rape scene. That's a, that's
1: greasy. Well, they were like some hard stuff criminals that probably hadn't even seen the light of day, let alone pussy in fucking years. So, you well, know, if you let some of your most, boys in your jail like, run loose, would they do us. the same thing or what? <laughs> I don't know if we have got
2: guys that are that quite that hardcore. Like fuck. But those, yeah, those are just hardcore dudes, man—the dirtiest of the dirty. The That's dirty cousin. Oh, yeah, it was the whole thing. Like the guy wanted orgy. Well, hey, All right. we'll bring you orgy, hardcore style.
1: Yeah, it was Crash quite shit. a disturbing scene. Actually, I thought that was probably the best scene in the entire film. I was going to say disturbing. That was the bread and butter of the movie, right there. Yeah, that was the best scene. Mm. So, yeah, there's another, we're treated to another scene where, like, they're trying to get information out of 41, so they put, like, a plastic bag over her sister's head and basically suffocate her to death. Oh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I choked her out, Black Christmas style. Yeah, yeah. kind of cool. So, yeah, the porn buyer, he buys this, like, uh, gang rape orgy scene, whatever. I guess, like, they film, like, quite a few reels, too, so he's got lots of material to put out. Uh, you know, well, every and
2: stuff. greasy thing that's going on in that room. Yeah, that dude's recording it on the side, like Ilsa Dyking out with her little buddy, kind of torture shit, the freak stuff, like fuck. Yeah, they're getting a fucking gambit of fucking good porno, man. He, that guy's hooked up. He's getting the goods.
1: But well, he's not, he's not satisfied. He wants, he wants a snuff film this time around. Well, dogs are fucking offering
2: big money for snuff. Yeah. And
1: then we get Real another graphic.
2: They want like fucking a pri- prime what is it like a prime evil fucking
1: well yeah we get that whole scene where he's like um you know they want they want more they want yeah like like you said like some prime evil shit is exactly what he said which is an interesting uh line so the government i guess like shows up because um apparently um this science this uh doctor or whatever that got this girl in They find out about him and uh, kill him, but right before he is able to send a letter out, so the government officials show up to, like, inspect the place and um, pick up 41, but uh, apparently she's been lobotomized. Yeah, she was pretty much fucked once they uh, come and picked her up, like you said,
2: lobotomized, big scar on the head, like fucking, uh, like Polly would say,
1: vegetable soup. Well, but... Ilsa's not going to get away with it, though, because the girls end up, uh, number 10 ends up banding all the girls together. Well, Num-
2: number 10's fucking been growing a little like on for 41, like fucking kind of trying to help her cause, like, I don't know, fucking, you, you could see that as the movie was progressing, that fucking 10 was pulling away from Ilsa and more towards fucking, she was still being greasy, like made the chick lick her ass for a little information and stuff, but was helping nonetheless.
1: Yeah, that was that was a sleazy scene. But she always kept telling Ilsa, take it easy on her, take it easy mm-hmm. on her. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah.
2: So she wasn't all bad. But yeah, once she seen what had happened, like she, it was pretty much like, oh, fuck this shit. Like, How much time is it until it, we're next, more or less? Like, Went and talked to all the servants, all the other girls. Like, let's get this shit going, man. Uprise.
1: Well, I thought the interesting twist was that like the the all the girls banded together and like basically they like bit the fuck out of Ilsa and like ripped her clothes off, ripped with her teeth and. That was the rape
2: scene, the pri- the fucking primeval, fucking primitive yeah. murder. but he was sitting up <laughs> sitting there, grinning, jerking off as he's filming the shit. Yeah, it's like excellent, excellent. It had a good twist. It was a good twist. I liked it. It was Dees, yeah. It was dece. It's, it's got to be like a cat, like the nine lives of Elsa, because she's already died twice.
1: Yeah, so. this will be the third time, so we've got one more, we've got one more installment for her. I think she just
2: appears all over the place. Anywhere where you fucking, she's like, she's kind of like Spider-Man, like anywhere where fucking grease is needed, fucking she'll be there.
4: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <laughs> Pretty much, like, if fucking, if there's women to be fucking raped and tortured, Elsa will be there. Mm-hmm, Exactly. Yeah. She's kind of like Santa Claus, like she's fucking kind of like a a folklore.
1: That's a good comparison, I guess, yeah. I mean, Santa, that's what I, Santa I think. Santa
2: brings she, you gifts, it also brings you pain.
1: It's kind of, I always, I kind of compare it to the Emmanuel, like wasn't that different realities with the same chick? Yeah, so. almost like dreams. Yes, exactly. Or
2: nightmares. <laughs> yeah, which way you ever want to put it.
1: Well, it depends on what side of the coin you're on. So yeah, depends how sleazy you are in the first place.
2: Dreams for me, I guess. Nightmares for others.
1: Mhm. So this, uh, this, this is out of print too, as well. Um. I don't. It's kind of hard to track down. I think it's like thirty bucks on Amazon, so you'd be better off trying to find a rip of it. I think. Yeah, it ain't cheap. Fuck, I ain't got original copies. I got rips. Shit, actually,
2: my Tigris of Siberia looks like a VHS rip when I was watching it today.
1: That's what mine is. That must not be released. Maybe that's VHS Vault. I know we didn't say we had a VHS Vault this this episode, but that might technically be our VHS Bowl. I don't know if that ever got a release. It might not have it. Yeah, that box set might only be three of those Elsa films. Or it might be they couldn't find the original materials for Tygerus, it not, and it's uh, a VHS rip in that box set. Yeah, I doubt they'd do that. It well, just might It just might not
2: have the fucking LeFleur fucking sequel.
1: Not sure. I know uh, this film, uh, Wicked Warden, looked cleaned up. It looked decent. I mean, it wasn't the greatest print, but it was it was decent oil oh, sheets look good
2: the other three all looked good yeah so i don't know what it is with that
1: not sure you probably have the same rip than i do of uh tiger so because mine was a vhs rip it looked about the same quality as the uh trailer that i put up
2: yeah it did
1: interesting we'll have to look into that but uh that'll be our next film uh, i think we're gonna jump into another break Or we might be bringing the contest next. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think we'll roll into the contest and um, get those announcements out. those names out. And we'll come back in and finish the Ilsa retro out. With that said, I guess roll us out, buddy. All right. You guys know what you're listening to. Grease
2: Fiends, this is
6: Exploited Cinema. That infamous Ilsa woman, Diane Bourne is back. Cinema's number one female villain in her latest role as the Tigress. This time, she's running an exclusive Siberian resort. Accommodations might be crowded, shower facilities a little old-fashioned, but there's still all the comforts of home. Electricity, good food, and lots of outdoor things to do, like water sports, organized group games, or if you prefer being alone, you could play with the ants. But all good things can't last forever. Sometimes things get too hot to handle, and the girl just has to move on and try something new, like the massage parlor racket. We Magazine says Diane Thorne is a female James Bond dedicated to evil. She's meaner than Dirty Harry. The Tigress is a natural, a temptress, a seductress, a mistress of mayhem, a high priestess of evil. When she bears her claws, you will scream in terror. So don't ever cross the Tigress. She's the woman who puts the pain painful, the dead in deadly, the fatal in femme fatale. But even a foxy lady like the Tigress can run into unexpected trouble. With a new gang of underworld hippies who have the syndicate running scared, and a devastating white force of Russian commandos, Miss cinema's number one female villain, Diane Thorne, that woman you love to hate in her newest, meanest role as the Tigress.
0: Raise your right hand repeat after me. The spook who sat by the door. The controversial best-selling novel now becomes a shocking screen reality. The story of the first black agent in the CIA.
9: Whoever they select will be the best known spy since 007.
0: Their first mistake was letting him in. And let me congratulate you on being the first Negro officer in the Central Intelligence Agency. Their worst mistake was letting him out. You really want to mess with Lady? I
4: can show you.
0: For five years, he was their token Negro. Freeman, you people must serve. For five years, he kept his cool. Man, you just don't belong. I think you'd be happier with a mop in your hands. Like your mama. And in return, they taught him how to spy, <gasps> how to fight. <gasps> out of chill. For five years, he was the spook who sat by the door. And then, he turned gangs of ghetto kids into a highly trained guerrilla army. We live off the land. We match technology with spontaneity and improvisation. Men against machines, brains against computers. Now, if you don't think it from work... You check out Algeria, Kenya, Korea, and Iran. Can you dig it? He turned a summer riot into a revolution. This is not about hate white folks. It's about loving freedom enough to die or kill for it if necessary. He turned the American dream into a nightmare. Yesterday, a novel. Today, a movie. The spook who sat by the door. And the mayor's office is now air conditioned, courtesy
11: of the Black Freedom Fighters of Chicago.
8: This is Bonecrusher from you're listening to Exploited Cinema. I am the baddest motherfucker that ever
2: lived.
4: What's
2: up, fags? J-Dog for Exploited Cinema. The time is finally here. It's the big, huge, the enormous, humongous, if you will, Exploited Cinema t-shirt giveaway. Fucking A, you can finally cover your fat man tits, all you gelatinous fucking fans out there yeah i'm just fucking with you guys i don't want to piss anyone off but <laughs> what's up bat you there bro
1: yeah what, what, what do you what do you <laughs> think it's kind of like ironic that like we're giving away like a t-shirt for like the podcast that you used to do on the podcast that you do now it's just kind of like oh is there some irony in there or something some like weird joke or i don't know it's a great contest <laughs> though either way but it's just whack yeah but
2: yeah it's an awesome contest so like we're gonna hook people up we're trying to bring back the fur Ox, like archives just keeping the memory alive keep the flame burning if you will
1: well hey you know like new year's on the horizon who knows i mean cats could hear maybe something down the line who knows you know i don't know you know we've had tony on a couple times he's you know delight he's been delighted with you know coming on the show and it's like the flames mm-hmm. not getting relit but like i don't know you know what i mean it's like the joints still smoldering right it's kind of like yeah i could do coke just tonight <laughs> <laughs> rock gone, bro <laughs> right i can be i can be fucking uh, tony montana for the night you know the old lady doesn't have to know <laughs>
4: hell yeah
1: now, we've but, been full
4: of
2: guests lately. Like, we've had all kinds of people.
1: Yeah, the the legendary Runk was on the last episode. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if we're going to do that for this episode, but that would be fucking awesome if, uh, you know, we could, um, knock out something, you know, with the outro. Cause those outros are just kind of like, yep, yeah, this is the outro. And, like, mm-hmm. make it, like, kind of like a guest slash interview slash bullshit fest, maybe. Well, the thing is, is the whole podcast thing's finally
2: starting to take form. Like we said, we wanted to involve the fans, get the fans on the show, just give people, like, because I know, like, when I was on Dead Pit and shit, it was a big deal for me. Like, so I know it's probably same thing for a lot of the fans. It's, it's cool. It's a big deal to be on the show. So uh, just, like, sharing that and hooking people up.
5: Yeah, I totally
1: agree with you. I think it's, like, um, it's, like, People be feeling like they're more active in, a, like, um a, a community, a film community and stuff. And, like, you know, we don't do a message board, but, like, you know, the call-in or having people write in or even maybe, you know, like we've said down the road, having, you know, um, listeners on for a roundtable. You know, these are things we want to do and stuff just because we want to take it to that next step. Yeah, we could read your messages on a message board or whatever, but we want to take it to the next level, you know? Mm-hmm. Do what you sound like on the show, right? Anyway,
2: we're fucking rambling on here. We got a contest to do. We got what five shirts to give away? Various yes. sizes.
1: Um, I think I think there's I don't know fuck. I think there's like three larges or two larges and like three extra larges. So I don't I don't know exactly how this is gonna work. Like. I guess when we call the names off, there'll be five names we're going to pull, um, I've got half the names, you've got half the names, and I think, like, first come, first serve to, like, claim their shirt kind of thing, wouldn't it be? Well, you got to message us,
2: like, yeah, you win the shirt, you message us, like, with your size, and we uh-huh. try to accommodate it the
1: best we can. Yeah, out of the two sizes we have, I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, Joe, he, this is just what was laying left. It's not like here we've got a whole array of choices. It's just this is it, you know what I mean? So, you know, and hey, this, this is, we got to say who's putting
2: this contest on, hey? Eh? Like
1: it's, that's right.
2: Uh, t-shirt Joe at FastCustomerShirts dot com. Like the whole pimp of the T-shirt game. Like pimping fucking coast to coast, man. His shirts are fucking. Hate to sound cliche, but they're the most, man
1: very classy and uh i i gotta give a shout out to joe i like the uh the new shop security system he picked up that that's 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 how you take care of business mavericks a mighty fine shotgun (laughs) yes i was i was drooling when i seen that so i'm i'm glad that you're a proud owner of that now and uh with the pistol grip and everything that's just that's that's yeah that's my dream gun so yeah i would have went
2: with that or a winchester defender Nice nice cheap guns, like, yeah, probably get them for under 300 bones.
1: And enough to blow somebody through the fucking, out the doorway, the way they came in.
2: <laughs> I guess, man. Three-inch Magnums, hit them with some fucking, number, probably, you know, number two shot. Fuck, blow them right to soul to
1: breakfast. Splatter their t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, fucking
2: part their hair for them with it.
1: But yeah, oh, we yeah. Got the, well, we've got the boss t shirts to give away and um, you know, uh uh it's all it was an awesome design. I know Joe says he's gonna keep the uh what is it, the screen around, so I mean, but uh I think these are the only ones that are like physically still left, huh? I mean other than the ones everybody's still rocking on their back and or have hanging in their closets. so
2: I think so, yeah. This is like the last run of the furrock shirts, so it's kind of a piece of history as well.
1: Yeah, it's you should you should have fucking got the shirts so you could sign them all and shit for them. So, but that would have been cool. I'm Put sure a shit that- stain on each shirt for each of the fans. <laughs> well, we'll know it's Jade Hog because it'll have the fucking poopy butt print. <laughs>
2: yeah, shit stain on the fucking back of the shirt, fucking where I just tucked the shirt in to wipe my ass.
1: No, you'll just take one of your uh, your cougar girlfriend's shitty depends and wipe it on there because that's like your signature, huh? <sighs> <laughs> Alright, we won't get back on fuck, that. Fuck you. Fuck you. No. We won't get
2: back on that. But anyway, I got the first name in my fingers right now. I've been stirring around in the hat and I've pulled a name.
1: Oh well I'll get I'll get I'll cue the porno music and get that rock and we'll have some ambient background music while while we rock it. Little drum roll and shit. Hmm.
2: Anyways, the first lucky winner of the exploited cinema t shirt contest is Grant Gory Is that yeah, how you pronounce that? Yeah, Grant I think Gory. so
1: I think Grant hit us up through the through uh, email I'm thinking or something like that He must be um, one of the listeners in the weeds uh, he, he heard about it and he's not a. I don't think he's a Facebook guy So he must be just a regular listener That doesn't really like Facebook So, yeah, so that's cool We got uh, someone from the Yahoo
2: mess- Messages But yeah, Grant Gory is our first winner so yeah, get up, get up to us. Uh, send us a message. Let us know what size and work for you, Grant. And you're the first lucky winner.
1: Yeah, like like we said, we've got the large and the extra large. I can't remember how much of both. So like I said, it's like first come, first serves. So, but uh, yeah, I've got a name here too. I've pulled out of the of the mighty of the mighty hat, and I pulled out Ed Quillan. Quillian? Did I did I pronounce that right? I think he's a Facebook guy. What? what, Who is he? Ed Quillian. Oh, okay. I think that's. Sorry, Ed, if I didn't pronounce your name right, but uh, yeah, you're you're the second uh, shirt winner. Oh yeah, I'm
2: familiar with that name. Hell yeah.
1: Is that is that that one of your boys? Mm. No one. Maybe he's a fear I talked to on a regular or nothing, but is he a, a furox he must be a furox regular or something maybe <clears throat> i'm not really sure how he heard of the show maybe
2: when he sends us his size he can let us know
1: yeah definitely uh love to hear from you ed hit, hit us up man with your size let us know what you what you're looking for we like to hear fan backstories too yeah that's awesome anyway i got the third name here right
2: now oh what do we have here Let's check it out ah alana quinn now she's gonna have two furox shirts
1: she's already got
2: one hell yeah she's awesome. uh she, she was a hardcore listener of canadian furrock so that's very fitting that the one of the shirts go to her actually like there's a, a picture that she tagged me on facebook with her party and in her furrock shirt and i think she has the black one as well so she'll have two now she'll have one to wear and one for spare
1: fair yes you'll have a backup furrock shirt in this world where furrock shirts yeah. are running low so that's awesome for- they make great kiss christmas gift we don't mind if we if you
2: re-gift uh, your prize so.
1: right exactly could do that too share the share the well so. give it give it to a fellow uh friend, a friend of yours or something all right i got the the next name oh man i don't know man that we had this guy on uh wow what a coincidence we had this guy on what, it was a couple episodes back jamie mcroberts Strebo of Mutantville I don't know if he's Hell got yeah. one. I'm not sure if he does or not. Well, he, do, he does now. He does now. Yeah, he does now. Yeah, hit us up, buddy. You definitely. Uh, what was that the fourth shirt? That was the fourth. We only yes. have one more shirt to go. One more shirt to go. Who, who's gonna win this one? He's getting hot. J Dog's got the got your your fate in his hands it's getting hot you know, I'm going to pull this one out of my ass and say fuck that <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: let's see who's coming out what is this I wrapped him up so tight it takes me a minute to
1: open him up here it's a secret <laughs> it is Philip Pine
2: Philly Philly Blunt you win the, you've been our last winner Philip Pine oh yeah Facebook fan he's a fan of the Fur as well mm-hmm. big fan not sure if he has a shirt, but sure as hell does now.
1: He's got a shirt now, yes, definitely.
2: So, Yeah, okay. congratulations, Philip, and congratulations to all the other winners. Mm-hmm. Long time coming, this co- contest. I don't know. Well, should we recap the winners, I guess?
1: Yeah, go ahead. You can name the first, and then I'll name the second, and we can just go back down the row as we pulled them. All right. Exploited Cinema
2: Contest. Recap. The first t-shirt winner was Grant Gorey.
1: Congratulations, Grant Congrats, yes Our second winner was Ed Quillian
5: Congrats, Ed Word up, Ed Second one. Third winner was Elena Quinn Hell yeah
1: Double Fur Ox pleasure now mm-hmm. Congrats um, Our our fourth winner was Jamie McRoberts of MutantVille.com Strebo Strebo the man mm-hmm. Finally got yourself a shirt, buddy Can't say you. you never won nothing, no right it's official all
2: right and last but not least philip pine congratulations philip hope you enjoy the shirt
1: yeah and i just want to thank everyone for like getting involved like a lot of people came out the woodwork and i think i think joe even helped promote the contest a little bit and we got a few um uh his regulars uh fast custom regulars i don't I don't know if any of Fast Custom regulars won, but, uh, well, there might be some regulars that, that shot from there that we pick. I know Jamie, he's done his shirts up through Joe, so... It seems to be unanimous on the internet. Joe's like, the best, and, uh, you know, fuck the haters out there. I don't know who the fuck... I never really caught up on who the fuck uh, who was, who was beefing with Joe, but, like, straight up, fuck you. Like, I've got shirts that... I've been wearing, like, I wear, like, at least once a week, and they're still, you know, together, and, like, the print's still there, and everything, so. Fuck you guys. He, he does awesome fucking work. He put up these boss shirts. He fucking designed our shirt. This guy is the fucking most stand up guy that, like, I've probably ever met on the internet. hmm. Straight Hell up, yeah. so.
2: <clears throat> Straight up and down, man. Joe Joe is a god.
1: Yeah, Joe, uh, you know, my hat's off to you. So thank you for, uh, putting on this contest and, uh, putting the shirts up and everything. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we, we'd love to see this happen again with some more contests. It's like opening my eyes up because I was so, like, totally disappointed with the mutilator contest. But, you know, I'm thinking maybe, you know, that was just early on and, you know what I mean? Maybe not everybody heard about that contest, but, uh, we promoted the shit out of this one, huh? Mm hmm. That one definitely had some heavy promotion. Yeah. But I, you know what? For the
2: fuck of it, I reached into the hat one more time. I figured I'd fucking pull one more name just for a bonus. Surprise Pride surprise. from the dog. Kind of a surprise. Pride would have said you need a fucking used dildo I found in a dumpster or something. But. Well,
1: on one of your random find uh, destinations.
2: Hell yeah this lucky winner of this huge fan
1: of the show mr zach wells wow that was a nice yeah. little cherry on top zach's probably blowing his load
2: little cherry he's probably like fuck i didn't win nothing yeah i was just kind of <laughs> finger in the hat fiction through the names and i'm like ah, fuck i'm gonna pull one more for the fuck of it who pops up zach wells
1: so what, so, you send, go, bro. so, what you send him, what's the mystery prize? They're going to reveal it or what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a mystery.
2: He's just going to send me his address and he's just going to get something whatever. Enjoy it when you get it.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you've got quite a cache of awesomeness at your place, and so I'm sure anything that comes from the J Dog is going to be awesome, so. Mm-hmm. But,
2: uh, hmm. Might, uh. Actually, I know. I'm. I kind of got an idea what I might send him. I'll have to look. I think I have two of them, actually, so he might be the lucky winner of one of them. I ain't saying what it is,
1: though. <laughs> gonna, he's going to wait, and when it rolls into his mailbox, so will he can shit a brick. Oh, fuck, yeah. There's just...
2: Yeah, I... That's why I just kind of, like, fuck it around. I still got to get out fucking one of the prizes from the Mutilator contest still, but... I,
1: Oh yeah, some bonus discs. Uh, I think we'll copies. On yeah, well yeah, your burner's been down and shit like mine, so even I don't even know how we're doing the show still. So miracles. But I did get Matt Anderson's stuff together,
2: so Matt, that's coming to you soon. Awesome. You not worry, bro.
1: Doing some traderino, yeah. are ya?
2: Well, no, I'm just fucking making making good on the fucking prize that I gave out on the mutilator contest.
1: Oh, 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 okay. I forgot about that. All right. Well, I, I guess we can tell these guys. Um, I don't know if you guys aren't familiar with the Facebook page, if you're coming from Yahoo or whatever. Um, yeah, just hit us up at exploited underscore cinema at yahoo.com um, with your information. Also, you know, if you're paranoid about Facebook trying to grab up your info or whatever, you don't want to message it on there. You can email us too as well. Just let us know who you are and everything. If we're not familiar mm-hmm. with the email address, and hit us up with the address and your size. And like I said, first come, first serve. If we don't have the size you asked for when when you hit us up, I'll just let you know what's left. And I guess you know whatever it is, what it is. So, but and um, mm-hmm. hopefully I can get those out. I want to. I'm going to make like a huge effort to get them out before Christmas. So and I don't it, know
2: what i guess what should be like the like if we don't hear from you in like two months
1: two months it's... i don't know if we don't hear from you i don't know what? what do we want to say like uh what by the up? next what episode they... what the next episode wow that's two weeks two weeks i don't know maybe let's give them a month you want to give them a but... month We'll give them a month to get
2: to us. Like, he'll get to us as quick as you can, so we can get the shirt out. Right, you know, exactly. Because I like to get them
1: out quickly. So, but
2: just if by chance one of the winners gets busy or something, and they don't get to tune in for a week or two, like I hate for them not to get their prize. So, I well, think we're we going
1: to post them on the, the Facebook page 100%. too, and I think I'm going to try to contact. I mean, I don't, I don't have everybody on my friends list. I don't think so. I'm going to try to contact everyone the best I can. I think even if you're not on my friends list, I can message you. So, um we'll try to get a hold of you personally either me or j-dog uh we'll try to f- message you personally we'll also post on facebook and if you're coming through email we'll we'll try to hit you up to the email if we can so we'll we'll try to make a note of that
2: but if like if we don't hear from you in a month the shirts are going to go back into like a bonus prize for the next contest kind of thing as, sh- as shit piles up i guess
1: <laughs> i guess we could do that there i was thinking maybe we could pick another name but we oh, we, we'll just we could throw him yeah we could later. throw him back into another contest I guess I don't know could,
2: that's not our plan though definitely right. like, no no prizes
1: yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> we did we did this contest because bloody shirt yeah I want to give away cool shit and so it's yeah you mad, mad pussy man a fucking shirt broke Derek's
2: fucking virginity so
1: did it oh it's awesome <laughs> I, I don't know if it did or not I'm
2: just fucking <laughs> D hit us up, motherfucker. We haven't heard from you forever. Missing you, bro.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? He's been like working like a madman. I don't even I don't even ever see him on Facebook or anything. I'm 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 missing the guy. He needs to hit us up.
2: Tisk tisk. But I guess with that, that's the contest. Hope you guys had some fun with it. Uh hope you guys are happy with your prizes and we fucking look forward to doing the next one. Hopefully it's even bigger and more badass.
1: Exactly. And uh yeah, I definitely think there will be more uh, contests down the road, and uh, we'll think of something. Who, who knows? Maybe we'll get one rocking, uh, you know, uh, for the new year or whatever. Who knows? You know, who knows what'll slide across our tables, so so to speak.
6: But with that comment, this is Jade Dog, and you're listening to Exploited Cinema. <sighs>
0: You're about to undergo group testing with SS Manov, the third Reich to help you give naturalness to your performance. More
10: detailed, more specific. Salon Kitty, a notorious house of forbidden pleasures in Berlin under the Nazis. You're lovely. Making love with you is just beautiful, even if you are a whore. A brothel of power frequented by the hated SS, Wehrmacht officers and high party officials. A luxurious bordello used for spying, blackmailing or denouncing those contrary to the regime. I want to compare the recordings with the girls' reports personally, is that clear? This is an incredible but true story.
11: Himmler, Von Ribbentrop, they are all my clients,
10: except for Goering.
11: Have they gone mad too?
0: Kitty,
10: war has just been declared.
0: Are we going to put on chastity demands because war has been declared?
10: 15 luscious girls, not professional prostitutes, ready to make love, no matter how perverse, in order to know their customers' most hidden secrets. I have in my hands bedroom secrets of everybody in Germany. Ribbentrop, Goebbels, Keigel,
0: Impotence, their perversions defeat his
6: cowards. The nest of spies who drink champagne and fuck and report every secret they learn back to
4: Wallenberg.
6: It's not true. There's not a word of truth in what you say.
9: But here's some news. I'll make it
0: play. Friends, you haven't a thing to lose. Just forget all the old taboos. You've got really much more to gain,
9: just get close. You're not a national socialist. (laughs) (laughs) My dear child, first and foremost,
8: I am a madam above ideas. Just as despite Hitler, your husband, your child,
10: you are a whore.
9: I am not! I am what? not! not.
10: The girls away. at Salone Kitty were used as tools of you pleasure and served with a twisted sense, sense of duty.
6: We need your help. What for? Okay. To destroy him.
10: They were the executioners and the victims of a monstrous ideology because the sex they dealt in spotlights a horrible, stark reality, opening the rotten sores of the world they lived in. It reveals its contradictions its most obscene aspects but above all it shows the ways of defection and rebellion the courage and sacrifices needed to reconquer human dignity
4: what can you do
10: when i get back to my base i'll simply defect to the other side with my aircraft
4: that's treason are you
6: crying i swear i don't know why <laughs> so
0: with sleepless eyes
10: it's alone kitty is a motion picture directed by Tinto Brass. It is also a love story, and the shocking scandal it shows is both necessary and moral.
6: The night before
9: Can I stroke you this way? Oh, yeah. I'll get you hard.
3: And then you can come. Vicki Lyon.
9: My name is Gloria Chin. I'm 32 years old, and I'm Eurasian. My mother is Chinese, and my father is a Caucasian. Recording my memoirs. I don't know what's going to be done with them, but I know I must document my other life. The beautiful
3: and seductive Vicki Lyon, the Midwestern housewife who just two years ago made her debut in Essex's Portrait of Seduction, has just completed her second adult film, China
9: Sisters. You see, Every woman should know the true meaning of sexual pleasure.
3: This line is even more sensuous and more erotic the second time around.
9: I love it, Jimmy! I love it. I, love it! I love it! I love it again! I love it, don't you? I teach 10th grading at Glen Road High School. But when I finish my job for the day, I am consumed by sexual vibrations that seem never to stop until I have been made love to or until I make love to someone else. I have a younger sister. I knew she was special from the time she was 15. She's very beautiful never experienced any sexual act as exciting, as making love to my virginal baby sister.
3: Also starring the young, beautiful, and bad Tina Wong. Joe Reno from Erotic Cinema has this to say about her. The newest and most seductive young nymph. Tina Wong Even tops Linda Wong And also stars John Leslie Essex Proudly introduces in China Sisters Essentially powerful new super stud Jack Wrangler I'm going to fuck you If you miss seeing China Sisters You'll have only yourself to blame China Sisters Coming soon to this theater.
2: Welcome back chubby chasers and fatty fuckers It's
6: J-Dog on Exploited
2: Cinema And you've
6: entered the VHS Vault
2: Yeah, I know we said earlier in the show That there was no VHS Vault But, yeah, we are fucking with you We lied to you We were we did mistaken a little, We were mistaken, yes We did a little research And it uh, turns out that Anchor Bay Couldn't actually obtain the rights to this film So, uh, yeah, the owners wouldn't sell it So it's VHS Vault, baby
1: but and they suits. and they put Wicked Warden on that box, because I looked at the specs it on had- that box set, and yeah, it was Wicked Warden instead of Tigris of S- Siberia, which kind of doesn't make sense. But there were some box sets that were put out in the UK, I think, that mm-hmm. actually did include um, a rip of Tigris, so. Nice. You know, hey, it's, and I know there's a couple covers floating around out there, so that's kind of what misled me to think that this was had already been released. but Oh, well, yeah,
2: fuck. We were lied to.
1: It's a decent print for, I don't know, it almost might even very well be the ones we have, or VHS rips, but I'd say it's pretty fantastic. It's excellent for a VHS rip, actually.
2: Yeah, mine's not bad. Oh, I could make it better, but...
1: Yeah, you somebody could go in there with, like, uh, basic editing tools and, you know, spruce it up, I'm sure. But, yeah, it looks like the best you're going to get for now, but.
2: Yeah, but we's talking Ilsa Tigress of the Siberia. In case yep. he ain't figured that shit out
1: from 77 uh, although...
2: 1977 that was, was the some... year hey Go cut ahead. me off motherfucker
1: Sorry,
5: bud.
2: <laughs> i was just saying that was the year the fucking world was fucking dirty old grease stain they still haven't been able to remove 1977 baby that's my birth year Stain the earth forever
1: wasn't there like um release thing deal good year with, for this, film, with these films coming out in the u.s because i thought like some of them didn't like it was either this one or Wicked Warden didn't get released till 79.
2: Mm, I know. This one came out in Canada fucking in 77, September 77. Yeah. So Canadian film. Eh? Yeah, makes sense. Canadian, eh? Canadian guys. I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm not your buddy guy. This is directed by Jean Lafleur.
1: You must Who's be a Canadian director. Oh,
2: French Canadian. Yeah. Jean Lafleur. Not uh, Guy Lafleur's brother enough. Maybe. He was a famous hockey player. You wouldn't know that. but.
1: Well, this has some. There's some stuff in there about hockey and stuff, so that might be, yeah, that might be Mon- possible. Yeah.
2: Fucking A. I was pumped when they hit Montreal and they were fucking at mm-hmm. the hockey game. The Russians were there. Yeah. The Russians were coming. It's back when the Russians were still the badasses and everyone hated them.
1: Are they even are they even still in the are they in the NHL or like I don't know. how does that all work or is that like um You're international this, or
2: in the NHL There's lots of Russians in the NHL Oh
1: is there but is there a Russian what's the Russian team like
2: Oh that's uh they have their own league Oh like, okay that's what I was the, wondering The, K, the K, Continental Hockey League were like Russia and Czech teams and all these teams But
1: they come to Canada to play or oh well, this no, is the no, Olympics no. this was the Olympics actually Ah no, they
2: used to do like uh once a year they'd uh I think the best Russian players would make a team, and they'd come challenge NHL teams like back in the '70s. Because I think the one year my team, the Flyers, were the only team that could beat the Russians. Like the Russians came, kicked the shit out of everyone, and then the Flyers actually beat them up so bad that the Russians tried to quit halfway through the game. They didn't want to come. Up. They didn't want to come out. So they had been beat up and stuff, and they pretty much got told nice. like, "Hey, you guys want to get paid for all them games you played?" You gotta come out like fucking no show, no dough, man. Mm -hmm. So the Russians came out and got humiliated some more.
4: Yeah,
1: it was
2: good times. So I got that Canada
1: have their own do they have their own organization? Like I know I thought they were part of the NHL. So Oh, our
2: Olympic hockey team's one of the best. Oh,
1: okay. Okay.
2: US is pretty good too though.
1: Yeah, of course. (laughs) You
2: got how many fucking people?
1: Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like people think, oh, Canada's big, but like you know, yeah, Canada's
2: big, all right.
1: It's, it's big, but there, there's a lot of New areas where there's population. no populations, though. You've got a lot of forest and stuff that's, like, not, you can't, like, yeah. live there or whatever, right? Fuck. Isn't that what it, what the deal is?
2: Icelands and tundra and shit. Glaciers, yeah. But, but uh, okay. pretty much, if you fucking put the population of New York and Los Angeles together, that's all of Canada.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a lot of this film was—I'm I'm guessing the stuff, the Siberian scenes for this film, were, were filmed somewhere in Canada. I'm guessing in Montreal, Montreal, probably. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, in Quebec, there they get dirty old winters, fucking in Quebec. So.
1: Yeah, and they must have built the set, you know, somewhere out in the middle of nowhere for for the gulag, at least. But I guess we'll get into the plot. We're giving a little too much away. We'll... Yeah, fuck. Who cares, man? Yeah. We're, we're jiving here. Stay on, stay on topic. Try not to okay, get. Let's off
2: not even give shit. a plot. Let's just fucking talk a bunch of shit and.
1: I, so oh, we'll, we can do that too. Sure, sure. Or watch your own movie. Well, <laughs> well um, what? A couple yeah, things. Yeah, we, I, we,
2: I, we can rattle some shit off, though.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'll get into it then. I've got like three pages here, but it might be better if we just rattle stuff off. Well, the one scene I really like, we get off right off of the start. There's like this guy trying to get away, and like he gets a good old fashioned spear through the back of the head, out the mouth. Fantastic. Like, right off the bat, I already know that the effects are going to be way better than um, Wicked Warden, which were we nil. You got
2: so. the fucking guy's head that gets fucking squashed like a pumpkin, too.
1: Same, same guy. His body gets brought back to the camp, yeah. and, yeah, to scare everybody he brings out. I actually had a neighbor that built the mallet just like that, like, out of scratch or whatever, a log and stuff, and carved it oh, down. okay. Yeah, so, yeah, and he takes that big old mallet and just fucking squashes his head, and, yeah, you see it. You see it yeah, all. And it looks just fucking... <clears throat> fantastic for shit dude i think those effects look decent today so they
2: anyway. did look decent last week when i watched it it so. was
1: looking decent when i've <laughs> seen it so yeah the blood's the blood's just like spraying out of it and i don't know i mean there wouldn't be no more blood pumping he's dead but whatever fuck it i love it
0: <laughs> it's all good it's all good baby
2: it's all good
1: but they're also, they've got a tiger down in this, like, uh, pit thing, and mm-hmm. um, they're systematically feeding it blood to get it, like, um, crazy, blood crazy and shit for taste Yeah, like a little
2: and drain will drain all the blood down there and gets the tiger's dick hard, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, to give a, I guess we give a brief rundown on just what this one's about. Basically, Ilsa's at it again, and, uh, she's running this gulag prison and uh, some people might uh, might be scratching their head going what's a gulag or whatever that's
2: i thought it was like goulash like fucking like the eats but yeah what is gulag F- fill us in in. Well,
1: well the gulag prisons are like um they're they're communist education camps basically mm-hmm. and Re-edge basically yeah in communist societies i don't i'm guessing all of them have they've got to have them i mean i'm sure even china Cause that's a communist country probably has these somewhere dipped away in their countries. Well, they got
2: them in North Korea right now. They're fucking well, yeah, that's de- what they're... De- deprogramming all the exploited cinema heads. They got them fucking stacked in there like cordwood.
1: That's the worst place. Actually, their gulags make the Ilsa gulag here. Like seem like fucking Disneyland. Seriously. Like I've, like, no exploited cinema, no exploited cinema. <laughs> well, what happens over there, they're the worst because basically say say you're you are you don't like the communist you know country, you don't like Kim Jong-il, you're not interested, and you want to escape. You escape and your family pays for your debt. They get oh, yeah. taken off to the camps and shit, and I'm sure that's the same thing with, eh. with this situation. If you were
2: sleazy, it'd be like, whatever. It's like, I'm gone. I'm out of here
1: well yeah me. if you don't give a fuck you know but i don't know that would fuck with my conscience you know
2: yeah so. i guess i'm not even that sleazy <laughs>
1: yeah, right <laughs> that's pretty horrible like fucking. but you know some guys run and stuff and i was watching a bunch of stuff,
2: yeah they just say fuck it S.A. I'm, I'm out
1: of here just <laughs> watching a bunch of docs on guys <laughs> that had come back across from north korea and like they don't really try to get into the whole. Well, and I don't think the interviewer ever asked them, "Well, what happened to your family or whatever?" <laughs> you don't want to get into it because they're they're done for. So, but, but yeah, they basically they got this tiger to keep everybody in line in in this camp, and it's uh, I guess it would be just um some kind of psychological warfare, so to speak, because these guys are all prisoners of war, aren't they? Or some of them are. Well, no, countrymen, no the, but
2: the one guy was in for fucking. What the fuck did he do? The guy, the son of the general or whatever. He was only in for like six months for something.
1: Uh, some windows got broken. He said he was yeah. nearby when they were like, "Who broke these windows?" So he basically took the fall for it. Well, no, no, Didn't he say he got into like a scuffle with someone
2: or something, and some shit got damaged? And
1: they were drinking or
2: something. Yeah, them. they were partying he and drinking, and shit, he shit didn't break
1: broke, the yeah. windows. He said though, somebody did, but he just happened to be there when. Yeah, when he took he, the rap. The cops came to call, but... Uh... Oh,
2: man, I, I would have wanted to kill that cunt. Like, he gets there, and Elsa's like, whoa, oh, six months, eh? She's like, well, it's now nine. Yeah. He's like, we know how to treat fucking uh, people like you or whatever. Like well, fucking...
1: military brat kid.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was just like,
1: you evil bitch.
2: I'm like, fucking three more months, that's fucking big time.
1: Well he his dad was trying to get him out and stuff and she didn't like that. So she's
2: pretty much telling him like, Yeah, you'll be seeing your dad here pretty soon. She too. did say that. She, she said did,
1: yeah. yeah, she said, Yeah, you'll be seeing your father here soon. <laughs> That's yeah. Great. So yeah, there's this prisoner though, he's like sick with fever and um one of the one of the guards brings him to Ilsa and says, This this one says he's got a fever, he's burning up, he won't work and Ilsa says Oh well, we'll just cool him down. Yeah, we know how to cool him down. This is awesome, dude. This is so fucked up, but it's 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 sick, but it's it's genius all at the same it's time. Is evil.
2: There's some good stuff in this.
1: Yeah, so basically, like, it's basically these pulley contraptions, and like, you've got one hole on one end and then one hole on the other, and basically. The pulleys connect. Yeah, there's
2: a rope running underneath the ice, yeah.
1: Yeah, when they tie one on his legs and one on his, like, what, around his neck or around his... Around
2: his, his wrists chest. or something. They kind of oh, yeah. fucking stretched him out like that. And feet and re- feet to arms there.
1: This thing is to, like, pull you, dredge you under the ice, the frozen ice, and pull you back up through the hole. It's, oh, my, I can't even imagine. Well, Those has got
2: at least be about 25 feet. They pull him underneath shit. that ice and that cold water, like, and they pull him, they pull him get him out, and he's fucking, oh, blah, 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 fucking gagging and shit, and they're like, all right, take him back. They pull him through again, and by the time they get him back, like, poor motherfucker was dead.
1: Yeah, like, you were you were laughing at this whole scene, because you, you were thinking, this is what us Canadians do for fun.
2: Oh, fuck, I've, <laughs> I've fallen through the ice three different times, man, let me tell you, that's scary you fucking shit.
1: Did you get under the ice and was able to, like, look up, like, in fucking... Well, the
2: uh, one time I went all the way down, it was about, like, nine. Zone? nine ice ten feet
1: is going to
6: break
4: the ice it's <laughs> gonna break
2: well two of the times i was young too like wasn't very old the one day i just i broke through and i hit the bottom when i hit the bottom i kicked up with my feet though mm-hmm. but i could see yeah i looked up and you could just see it's all black which is like the I, the light coming through the hole there
1: mm-hmm. and
2: i managed to kick myself right up through the hole and my dad's buddy grabbed me and pulled me on the ice and that was it.
1: Did you guys Done. have a shanty to go into to warm up, or would did you guys have to end? Nah, it with fuck. I had to fucking sit in the truck with
2: fucking blanket wrapped around yeah. me and my gitch. Yeah, fuck.
1: because fucking you'll probably freeze to death out there and yeah. wet like that.
2: They <laughs> fished for a bit. We had to go home. I kind of killed the trip. The other time, I was hunting. Yeah, it was, it, it, You don't want to fall through the ice, man. It's fucking you whack. You
1: fell through the ice when you were hunting? Like what? You guys were crossing the ice to get through I was
2: by. Pieces. I was by myself. I was walking along a creek. <laughs> and I stepped on a beaver run and broke through the ice. I was two and a half, three miles from my truck, minus 30 that day. Oh, man. Yeah, I thought I was going to die, actually. I was fucking um, pretty much frostbitten my toes and shit. Like, my fucking skidoo suit was frozen solid. Yeah, had I was
1: ice on it and shit? Or what ice! <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't break!
2: <laughs> on the skidoo suit, anyway.
1: Oh, shit, dude. That fucking
2: sucked, man. didn't even get a deer either fucking blue horn man
1: well traumatized
2: uh, me make me think of that shit yeah that's That's what i thought of when i seen that scene though it's like ice
1: it's pretty horrifying yeah i did love that scene that uh yeah there's well basically um this what is his name um Kachorin, kakoran or is that what his name is? The, the one fuck guy is that Cat's name? that's what it was, Chikorin. Chikorin yes. or something. I've got like it yeah. noted here. Yeah, he basically he's kind of playing the role of the guy from uh She Wolf of the SS that like the one that couldn't like the like never came or whatever. It's kind of the same character, don't you think?
2: Yeah, he reminded me I thought it was pretty much the same guy was the guy that fucking could yeah, hold off his fucking load forever and drive the bitches wild.
1: Yeah, instead this guy, made some good
2: money in porn.
1: He won't even he won't even like give Ilsa the time of day. She says like we can smell your type from, from miles away because like you basically Perverts. done a bunch of dirty shit in your life and we know you're sleazy. I would never touch you and offends her. One of the scenes she wants him dead, doesn't she? That's when every all hell's break, breaking loose around the camp.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, she get mad because fucking at first fucking uh, Ilsa couldn't get his dick hard. Yeah. Once they get yeah. back to Montreal, that's a different story though.
1: Well yeah well, let's get into um basically what happens with the camp is uh
2: i well, I, I just so, sorry, I just oh, wanted okay. to cut in on like uh I guess it doesn't really have much to do with the plot or anything, but like the dudes at Elsa Fox mm. like all these big Siberian Russian dudes like hey thank fucking, it's funny like she makes them like uh go through a series of challenges like in the evening when they're chilling like to decide Who's which ones she's gonna better. yeah. yeah. Like the one, there's two guys wrestling, and there's two guys having a drinking contest, and the winners got to fuck her, and man, the losers they get off pretty good too. They get the servant girls, and they get the fucking whole treatment as well.
1: Yeah, but I mean, they, they the two guys got arm wrestling
2: with it. the chainsaw in the middle, though. Whoa. Oh, that
1: was great. Yeah, the guys fighting times, over the man. bread. Two prisoners are fighting over the bread. So, um, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he stole my bread," and Ilsa's mm-hmm. like, well, "We'll see who's the thief." And yeah, they saw. Two saws on each side where like the basically the wrists are gonna fall so basically if you lose this arm wrestling match you're gonna lose your hand so yeah literally. and uh, uh, yeah uh, I don't remember which it's... one loses it but someone like, loses It's hand off and he's like throws
2: else of the hand the hand of a thief uh-huh. <laughs> it's like yeah all you have to do is win and you're innocent.
1: And then they take the guy that lost in the back and you hear the saw revving and pretty much they're finishing him off. They, the they Tony
2: Montana, his ass.
1: Yeah. Up, yeah. Took him in the bathtub.
2: Like Angel on Scarface. Yeah, he got all fucking chopped up. At least Chi-Chi got the A-O so it wasn't all that bad. Right. That's for another review. For another day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I really like the fucking, like, uh, I don't like a set pieces and shit in this movie, like, like the kills and the effects, and like fucking some of the shit Elsa had rigged up. It was ingenious stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, like um, the camp, like uh, they get word that Stalin has died or whatever, and like, you know, the communist country's falling, and like, I don't know, I'm guessing impending troops are going to be coming to the camp so they just start burning everything like the nazis did when when Mm -hmm. they knew their camp was going to get taken over i mean that's exactly how all these communist countries do it uh, start burning everything and they're even trying to burn the prisoners and uh, the
2: fucking uh inquiry and they didn't want to fucking anything left like that's demolish this place to the ground who's to say it was even ever here
1: yeah, Chikorin. he's thrown down in the pit with the tiger and uh to battle battle that like the fucking Rancor Pit style. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so, yeah. Well this is before the Rancor pit, so I'm guessing Lucas Remember must what? have stole this stole Versus this the tiger. <laughs> oh, Of course Lucas stole it. <laughs> yeah, of course. From the best. <laughs> Luke, lucas is out here watching all these exploitation films and then he's oh, fuck, like ripping oh. off
2: jean lafleur
1: or tarantino that's what tarantino figured it out too he's like You just watch all these shitty fucking exploitation films that nobody but the heads have ever seen put mm-hmm. out a bunch of regurgitated bullshit and pass it off as something brilliant it's yeah, basically it's they're taking steal all these- their
2: basic ideas and put some money behind it to do what these people couldn't because they had no money
1: Really? Yeah, they they just sit and they cherry pick all, like, they'll take ten movies and cherry pick ten little things from them and put them all into one like Kill Bill was. That was like five, ten different fucking exploitation films all rolled into one, you know?
2: Fucking Kill Bill was like, they fucking mopped the floor of a 42nd Street theater, fucking siphoned it off, and fucking transformed it into a movie.
1: It looked like, yeah, it looked like all the leftover clippings that didn't make it into the film or something. Pum
2: stains off the floor and shit, cigarette butts, and just fucking, the power of the fucking 42nd Street produced that.
1: Glued and taped it all together.
2: (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Fucking condoms and stuff instead of film reel, running it through the projector. (laughs) A bunch of fucking get some funky images of a jizzed condom running through a projector. I bet. Ugh. Only on exploited cinema.
1: <laughs> right. So um, the camp falls and yeah, Chakorin. He's like the only one seriously like the only one left that's still alive. So. Well,
2: homeboy threw him. What was it? A fucking uh, the, what do you call those fucking things that you rough the hay up with? Pitchfork. Pitchfork. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pitchfork.
1: Oh, I thought he killed that tiger with the shovel, though. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. a shovel. Yeah, I couldn't he...
2: remember if he threw him a shovel or a pitchfork. Yeah, he killed the tiger, though.
1: Yeah, he brained that fucker in the head with the shovel a couple times. And fucking A, man. Killed it. And then one guy tried to come over and dump a bunch of gas, but it didn't light quick enough or whatever, and ended up blowing up after he got out of the hole. Which, of course,
2: snuck out, and Ilsa fucking and a couple of her cronies disappeared across the frozen Siberian fucking terrain. and Henceforth, we go to Montreal.
1: Yeah, it's now 1976. <laughs> it's like uh, right around the um, 70. I didn't know you. I didn't know you guys had the 76 Olympics up there in Montreal. There's uh, of course we did. I didn't know that. So that was interesting little fact they threw in there. Um, I can appreciate it. Hey, it's nice. They must have been filming during the olympics at the time but they didn't really put real footage in just like a tv screen clip see the
2: cbc probably kicked in some money towards this film so they had to like bring up something uh, historical about canada educational so yeah
1: so that's the only requirement just put something about canada's history in there and they'll show you
2: pretty much yeah if you can loosely base something on canadian history you can make a movie of it
1: Interesting. I
2: should make a fucking movie about like the fucking Louis Riel rebellion with
1: zombies or something. You just put whatever you want in there.
2: Yeah, and get the fucking it's a zombie
1: film but like we showed a history book, a Canadian history book and put through some, a couple see pages. See the
2: fucking pay for it.
1: I guess. <laughs> so yeah, That's we jumped we head down in Canada, eh. We jumped to Montreal and uh we get these three guys and they come into this massage parlor to get their wicks wet, of course. And, uh... oh, yeah,
2: because one of the Canadian players said, Best little hoor house in Montreal, man. Fucking suck your socks right off.
1: <laughs> is there a lot of um, these massage parlors in Montreal? Is Montreal's
2: that- actually Canada's fucking famous sex city. It's one of the more really? famous sex cities in the world, actually. Crazy fucking liberal lifestyle. Like you could probably go see shit like it cruising.
1: Why, aren't, why didn't you get a, get work in a prison there or whatever it sounds like yeah it's my fuckers do
2: for you fuckers don't speak english bunch of sleazy frenchmen
1: but there's but French the signs speak. have both languages on them do Oh, it? yeah. English. And so what other well, than language barrier wouldn't be a big deal would it there's a Ameri- yeah, there's a there's speak english speaking people there isn't there i mean I no, montreal was a um melting pot of culture different cultures oh no, it is okay
2: not my cultures, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so yeah these guys go in but uh only one oh like only two of the guys want to get with the girls the other guy decides to sit in the waiting room and that's actually Chikorin. Well,
2: that's because he can't get his dick card he didn't want to get laughed at by the whores
1: and we see um in the in like the back or whatever viewing some sc- uh basically surveillance cameras ilsa and I think it's one of the guys from the camp. Is there still the one?
2: Hey, you got Buddy from fucking uh, the last Ilsa movie. Still fucking following Ilsa around, taping pornos in the background. Yeah. eh? <laughs> Not really, <laughs> but pretty much.
1: And um, what what is this though? Like, what does war criminals? Is this historically accurate? Or war criminals come to fucking Montreal to like escape? Does that was that something real or? Yeah, fuck if I know. That's an interesting little plot twist, because it good, seems like... Good
2: little, good little place to hide, though, like, fucking mm-hmm. someone sleazy like Elsa, fucking she's into running whores and stuff, so... Yeah. She's able to open up shop. She was kind of taking over the local mafia, too, like, fucking putting the heavy on everyone else. Her, yeah, we her find out. Siberian mafia. She, yeah, they
1: she knocked over hard. the local mobster, must have been yeah i'm guessing was a frenchman and uh, he was running things in montreal but not anymore and she told him to get out of town and he signed some kind of agreement but uh that wasn't good enough, so Ilsa. Don
2: Canoli or whoever he was.
1: Put him. Remember, they put him in a barrel and fucking put him under the ice.
2: Yeah, they fucking sealed them up in a fucking barrel of trioxin, fucking whatever the fuck number it is.
1: Yeah, there's like ten barrels under there. It's great though when they show the barrel floating under. I'm like, yeah. that's a fucking fish tank.
2: But it was still awesome. Yeah, it was great. Guys, like, need to find new spot.
6: She getting crowded down there.
1: There's like, there there's like some half rusted like. You know, I
2: counted seven of them because I paused it and I'm like, how many is there? I could see seven clearly. So
4: yeah, Some of few... them
1: looked like they'd been down there since, well, we forgot to mention at the beginning it said it was like 56 or something. So this would have been like 10, 20 years later, even though Ilsa doesn't look like she aged a day. <laughs> Actually,
2: was a to begin with, but her tits didn't sag a fucking <laughs> inch fantastic
1: hey did you notice um when they sent those guys over to grab chakorin from the uh from the whorehouse there that that black guy that comes in he's in he's in a couple cronenberg films he's one of the henchmen and scanners actually that's like chasing after um
2: black Black, blacker
1: remember the bald black guy and he's in the one shootout with um the one artist there that that guy he's always in um Hmm. cronenberg stuff this whole shootout when they're like sitting in that head talking no, I he comes in. He's another Cronenberg film too. He's in Shivers. He's hmm. the um. He's the maintenance dude. The black maintenance dude that goes all crazy down in the basement. He's
2: like fucking Cronenberg's go-to brother.
1: He must just be the go-to brother in Canada because, like, this isn't a Cronenberg film and he's in it. So, and he's hmm. actually got lines. He's remember when Ilsa's showering off at all the guys are and she's like. I want... uh, Ebony and... uh, I want
2: bronze and... Or bronze and... Ebony and bronze.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he's based... That must have been his name, Ebony. So, and he did get some lines, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because the Russian's like,
1: I take you tonight. The other
6: one, no, I take you. I fight you for it. And she's like, tonight, I pick.
1: I also wanted to mention that there were some... um, There's some music used... Well, there's music used... Fucking
2: more Dawn of the Dead music when they're fucking...
1: There's also... we forgot to mention... There's music there? from Rabbit, yeah. Like it was funny because it was a weird coincidence because when they showed that black guy that Cronenberg um, uses all the time, they cued some Rabbit music after, which was shot in Montreal, wasn't it?
4: Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I a- have to say, this might have been the first exploitation film I seen that had a double penetration in it, though. Cause remember at the at the fucking camp there when uh, the two Siberian yeah. dudes.
1: One on bottom. One stuff
2: on top. And else... Yeah, and he was like, Let's see which one thrust further. <laughs> it, they're jabbing away. Yeah,
1: that's where I was like,
9: ah no. Like,
1: nice, they're fucking her in the ass. Remember the bald dude, and he's like, Oh, and he's like on top of the other dude, and I'm like, Ah, you're touching legs. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. brushing that other dude. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> ah fucking... No, my, my ball sack could never you know, even accidentally touch another dude's ball sack or anything, or I'd just feel I'd be like, yep, oh, I'm gay. I must be, because <laughs> that's it. Why would that happen? You never let you'd never let your ball sack get that close to other dudes. But apparently, they had in Russia. It's, it's cool. It's okay.
2: In porno and in Russia, it's cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, if you're getting paid for it, in like you're a porn star, it's one thing. But like a regular dude, you see know, what
2: I couldn't do if I was a porn star is like that double. Anal and double vaginal, because you're pretty much half, fucking, ah! you're pretty much half fucking a dude's dink. Yeah. Like only half your dinks fucking the ass, the other half's fucking his dink. So it's uh, makes makes you half a fag, in my books.
1: I, I agree. I think so. That's the conclusion. So it's I'm like it's
2: like DP. Yeah, fucking. You can maybe push that if the dollar's big enough. But like double stuff, I don't know, man. That's well, pretty yeah. fruity. You'd have to get like Stephen Jeffries to fucking some of his boys to do it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what I've heard? I was talking to some people. I can't remember, but somebody told me that, um, maybe it was a girl or something was over here. One of my, my girlfriend's friends was over here. I guess they get paid more for gay porn. So that's why he did it. I found out I was like, why would anybody ever go to gay porn? They pay well, of course so you get much paid money, more. dude.
2: Yeah, wow. Who so the fuck wants who the fuck wants to be known as a gay porn star? Like or as worldly known as a fag, like
1: he must have been making more money oh, yeah. on with his with sag card in the industry working as like in buddy movies. I mean, because I thought he would have
2: made that much money. Like, he made
1: decent. What? Ten thousand 10, yeah. 10, a picture. Wouldn't he yeah. But
2: fucking he starts taking fucking eight rods in the arse and he's fucking probably making 15 in a picture. Yeah, just, You just can't shit straight for a month. That's all.
1: And he likes—he's gay, obviously. Oh, he was, yeah, he was so fruity. Was
2: anyway, so, fuck. Probably right, his
1: dream to have a whole fucking mashup of black guys ram his butt. Oh, he
2: had a fucking shit shitload, fucking yeah, getting spit. I'm sure st- he
1: had a shitload.
2: By <laughs> st- <load>. st- <laughs> the brothers and fucking, they were spinning them like a top on their dicks. Yeah, poor little dude, <laughs> poor little guy, man. He's just a little Who's midget. Down? Yeah. How do we ever get into talking about Stephen Jeffries getting done stuff, man? Gay porn. When you you, into gay porn.
1: Yeah. Anytime you talk about gay porn, you got to bring up Stephen Jeffries.
2: Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Well, ain't enough money in it for me. Fuck that.
1: Okay, so we're we're moving on. I guess we've got um, Jeffries. Fuck this. uh, This shocking. This machine they've got. Um, Ilsa's come up with this new torture machine that, like, like I don't know, like psychologically. (laughs) fucking gets into your head and makes you think like it's basically a bad trip
2: it shows you a whole bunch of different images and it reacts to your brain's reaction on the different images and they find out what you're truly terrorized and scared of yeah and then they hypnotize you and show you a bunch of images to pretty much fuck your brain over
1: some kind of um, tank thing they built with, like, a door that they can view in. Buddy's
2: control panel looks like he's fucking on an old editing board, like a U-Matic v- VCR and
1: stuff. Was. Probably what they used for the controls. Yeah,
2: because I, like, seeing play buttons and stuff, and I'm like, that looks like an old fucking U-Matic fucking editing
4: deck is what I was thinking. You
1: know what they used to do for, like, control panels they just buy a bunch of Christmas lights and then, like, design, like, You know, buttons and stuff where they would like hide them underneath, and then shit like an
2: alien and Roger Corman stuff.
1: Dark Star had a lot of buttons and stuff around the ship too. I remember that. That's a great movie because you can really be like, hey, wait a minute, that's actually a button, like off of a shirt, (laughs) (laughs) shit like that. I don't know. It's not that bad, but it's 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 pretty bad. Good times. I I posted on your uh, wall a while back. I, I definitely recommend you give it a give it a viewing if you like seen uh... it
2: on the wall but i ain't seen it in i ain't watched it yet so
1: oh you've seen that before i know you said oh that no no
2: before no, no before i ain't seen it watched it, it yet okay.
1: i need to get on it yeah it's the full movie on there so i thought it's uh convenient uh, but... this ain't dark star and uh it's a little it's a it's better than dark star but
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
1: moving along i guess like the russian government finds out about chakorin and uh he's pretty important now and uh, they decide to spend, send spies in and everything to, like, get him out. and we get well, They this... send
2: in all their fucking top fucking hitmen and stuff, too. Well, Elsa's, like, a prisoner of war now. Like, the fucking powers have changed in the Soviet Union and shit. And she's kind of fucking on the run. And they want her bad, like, because of her crimes of war from the war. Yeah,
1: yeah, she's a war criminal, definitely. Yeah, Because, yeah. I mean, anytime, like, you're in, in rule, it doesn't matter, like, if you were ordered by generals which you didn't have to order Ilsa to torture anybody she has no problem but even if you're ordered you know and then once that whole you know operation falls you know that you're, you're fucked whether mm-hmm. you were ordered or not you know
2: Ilsa was so hardcore half the time the powers to be were pissed off at her because she was doing too much
1: right she got killing in...
2: people she shouldn't be killing right. and stuff
1: she really got into her work I would say
2: huh? yeah dedicated bitch that's for sure
1: so yeah, the, the the guys show up and they have this whole I don't know shootout thing. I don't really want to get into too much more like of what happens to Ilsa or anything, but yeah, these guys all dressed in like fucking um, I don't know, they'd be like white military assassin outfits. Yeah, it like. looks
2: like they just took a bunch of bad sheets and fucking made them into outfits. And,
1: and I like it, those ski masks. They wear their white little, ski masks, little
2: ninja style. Yeah, the
1: ninjas, the ninja masks they had, that was cool.
2: It was funny, like you seen them uh, creeping in there. You could see seven guys going in, but once the rumble started, there must have been about thirty-five of them. It's fucked. They're coming from everywhere. Cause I was, I'm like, oh no, they've already killed five. Like, there's only two left.
1: <laughs> right, but there's more in the back. And all of a
2: sudden, of I'm like, oh shit, there's guys all over the bushes and shit now. Like, must they're like gremlins, motherfuckers, got wet and multiplied.
1: Well, somebody cut them in half with the fucking automatic, so yeah, they multiplied.
2: <laughs> that was the munchies. Yeah.
1: munchies yeah you're right
2: cut them up and they multiply yeah Mm -hmm. oh that movie was so great
1: this this one or munchies munchies okay this one i I thought that's what you were talking about this is i too though
2: it's no munchies but it was i don't know
1: yeah (laughs) i can't believe you're comparing this to munchies
2: (laughs) goofy this one had more tits i guess
1: yes way more tits yes there's only some porno bag tits in that one, I think, wasn't there? Yeah. 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 When
2: fucking Arnold is looking at the porno.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I definitely highly recommend this one, and I recommend it over over a Wicked Warden. Just. Uh, I like this Cora one. Alone. Yeah.
2: This one gets a lot of shit. Actually, people are like, "Oh, this one's fucking no good" and stuff. What is it? Because it's Canadian. Like, fuck you guys if that's your problem. Because it's Canadian. Like, is
1: it because it's not on DVD? Yet? Means
2: it's good, it's baby. Good? Gene LeFleur knew his fucking sleaze, man. Like
1: He just he was smart. He looked he was like, All right, I'm making an exploitation film. He might not have even gave a shit about this particular genre. He might have been doing it for money. I like
2: how it was broke up like psycho almost, like two movies in one. Like Right. You get,
1: get, get, you, you, get, you got get, almost two yeah, two Ilsa movies because he looked at um it seemed like he looked at She Wolf and said, Okay, the first half we're gonna recreate and basically remake She Wolf genius
2: because it could have been a short movie like once she escapes from there eh, it could have been over fucking
1: well they could have spent the whole fucking movie outside si- they could have too. They, and that would have been even cheaper they wouldn't have had to go to montreal they could have shot out in the boondocks and they already had, the had set to there. rent that
2: mansion and all that shit yeah.
1: yeah you could have just they could have done the whole thing i it just didn't genius seem
2: like, I, I think it was fucking good times it man.
1: didn't seem like uh Mr. LaFleur, or whatever his name is, it didn't seem like he wanted to spend too much time outdoors, He probably because it's cold when you're shooting. <laughs> I've really? shot in the winter, and it's 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 a pain in the ass, you know? And
6: we're Canadian, we're lazy.
1: It slows stuff down, but I mean, being a Canadian filmmaker, you're almost like required, like, it's like, yeah, you're up in Canada, what what other season are you going to shoot in that you've got enough time, you know? And, I think they uh, did
2: pretty well for what the money they had, like, oh, they only man. had... 250 g to do it so this
1: would be a 10 million dollar picture today dude just to make that set alone mm-hmm. and that set probably cost them 10 grand now it would cost you fucking a million i would think to have somebody come out and professionally build it
2: uh, by the time you get the union and teamsters and shit in there you've already spent thirty thousand, 000 and all you've gotten is a couple of asses scratched you don't even have any work done yet
1: right right exactly. Got you guys
2: leaning on shovels farting and scratching their asses fuck fucking unions
1: you know what i'm thinking they did with that like that the prison they built with the with the whole compound is i think they went to like a small town where movies hadn't been made before you know somewhere up there a little podunk town shot in the woods or somewhere off in the country and you know and probably got a lot of the locals to come out and just hey we're gonna be part of a movie you know that whole thing and that's probably how they were able to get that set built because that set looks like I don't know either that or a closed. You guys got a lot of work prisons up there because that that reminds me of a work yeah, like some. an actual work prison I've seen like in they call
2: them bush camps and stuff. Yeah.
1: Does that does that look like one? Maybe an old found one they, they used because that was a pretty. I've never been to set, one, I, but uh, yeah,
2: maybe like back in the '30s or something. Mm-hmm. Back in the day,
1: just throw that Russian star up on a fucking sign over top of the doorway, throw some gates up, and you're ready to roll.
2: Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Let's film an Elsa flick.
1: Hey, yeah, that'd be great, Juana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they did so many Django, it's like huh? it's, it's like one of those franchises. It's like a we'll Django t-
2: we'll talk to Nina Hartley and see if she'll play Ilsa for us. That porn bitch.
1: Yeah, well we could get we could get um Diane Thorne back if she could play Nina Hartley's mother, like the new Ilsa.
2: Yeah, I don't which... know if I'd wanna even bother seeing Diane Thorne. Well no, you
1: don't have to see her titties, but at least, you know, get a cameo of her in there, like Yeah, you know? yeah,
2: yeah. True, true.
1: Yeah gotta do that shit well did you see uh that fucking trailer rob zombie made the werewolf women and he had um who was it uh, S- uh sybil C- Danny yeah. yeah. and that she would work i think she would could be the new ilsa i guess a little bit Not- well she she's
2: all fucking she don't act or nothing anymore like, i think she has a hard time even moving around that good because of her accident and stuff
1: she had an accident oh, i didn't hear that uh, really? years,
2: years back a while her back. accident that's why she had to quit acting.
1: Car yeah. accident? Yeah.
2: Something like that. I think she almost died, yeah.
1: Probably fucked her leg up or her legs up real bad. Huh?
2: Her back or something, I think.
1: That's, Can't that's, remember. That messes everything up. Uh, I know my father's. Broken back or something. Broken back, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I love this film, and um, I highly recommend it. I think you know if uh, if you guys are really passionate about this franchise, it's worth um, you know doing digging to find. And I saw VHS a bunch of them. I think there was like eight or nine of them actually on uh, Amazon for seven to eight bucks. I think so. Weird. Word. Yeah, I seen it with that um, the ori- with the original art where she's got like the long sword and it's you know like animated or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, I seen them on Amazon, at least the US Amazon. I don't know they might have them in Canada too. So, yeah, it's 7 or 8 bucks. I've never seen that uh VHS just you know at a resale shop, so I thought it was rare, but apparently not.
2: Well, uh just a correction here. Sybil Danny hurt herself uh rehearsing a stunt in the gym. <laughs> That's how she hurt herself.
1: Ooh. But it was a it was a back injury, though. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, herniated discs, two yeah. two herniated discs. Yeah.
1: yeah. My dad had herniated discs. I'm, w- I'm Wikipediaing wall, it right now. So I I know how bad that is. It can be uh, paralyzing, actually. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. it was in you, 1990 that happened.
1: Like, cause you can walk still, but like, you know, it's extremely painful to take a step. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she doesn't even do conventions or anything really anymore, does she?
11: Mm, not a whole
2: lot of anything.
1: Yeah, but she would make a great Ilsa if they remade it. I mean, Ilsa doesn't even really have to do anything, like, um, active. So, because she just stands there all the time. Diane yeah, Norn did. So
2: I, and Sybil Danning's 60 years old, though, already. Like, I don't know if I'd want to see her all naked, either.
1: Well, I, you know, I'm not talking about... It's got to be titties,
2: man. Ilsa's got to be know, naked, fuck.
1: Ilsa has to be... You couldn't have, like... 50 other girls fucking with great racks. I mean, I thought Ilsa was there for the, you know, the, just the role she's playing and the character and everything. She's there
2: for those big tits, too. To I be honest you with going. you,
1: I mean, after the first Ilsa with Diane Thorne, what do I need to see her tits again for? It was nice and all, but I don't need to see her tits again. You know, uh, she. Got
2: my dick hard.
1: Well, yeah, it <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like my <laughs> new favorite saying. I say that all the time.
1: The official new exploited cinema.
2: I like get it's that on insane. a t shirt. Get that on the back of a t shirt. Makes my dick hard. Fuck right. I, you get some fucking looks, boy, walking through to the fucking public. People look at you. What gets your dick hard? Be like a good icebreaker for chicks. Because if they asked you, what gets your dick hard? Be like, you, baby. <laughs> it's like, only you. Little clue. Yeah. Then I could press play on my little tape recorder.
1: Ice! Ice! It's going to break! <laughs>
2: had to throw that in
4: oh. yeah
2: highly recommend this and me anyway i say check you're saying fucking fish it out if you're a head i say fucking check it out man it's movie history the first oh, no the, not just
1: a head the i first just thought.
2: porno double penetration in an uh, exploitation film i believe so
1: i just thought the heads would be cuz I, I you know i have heard people talk shit about this actually on a few message boards and that's not good i know so that's, that's why I said you know it might. Bitch,
2: whatever, fuck the nerds.
1: If you're if you're ahead, you're definitely gonna want. Well, if you're ahead, you've already seen it. But you know if, you're if, if so. you're if you're if you've watched a couple from just what we've talked about because you know you've listened to the show or whatever and you want to seek out more, definitely track this one out before Wicked War. I mean, Wicked Warden's good and all, but I say track this down before because this is an actual. Official Ilsa film. It was from the start. The working title was Ilsa, Tigress of Siberia, so...
2: And it's Canadian, eh? And
1: it's Canadian, right?
2: Fucking get yourself some Kraft Dinner, guy.
1: You know what else was shot up in Canada? Fucking
2: Pillsbury Pizza Pops when you watch this.
1: Brain Scan, buddy. They made Brain Scan up there, too.
2: Fuck, they made anything that was any good up in Canada.
1: No, Brain Scan is actually a Canadian... It's considered a Canadian picture. It's Mm -hmm. not considered an American picture, I don't think.
6: I think you're right.
1: I think it was originally released in Canada too, because I'd never seen that until I saw it on video. So, some good films. Everybody says, you know, not a lot of good shit comes out of camp bullshit. There is tons of great shit. Look mm-hmm. back in history. There's so there's more good stuff coming out. I mean, all sorts. Ass boys are always reviewing all the great indies that are coming out from up it's there.
2: It's all Canada, eh? Yeah. J Dog comes from Canada too, so there you go.
1: Exactly.
2: That means fuck all, but.
1: Canada seems to be the new sleazy place. So yeah, I So
2: the Lord interested. of Greece resides.
1: I'm interested in going to Montreal. Now that what you tell me, cause it sounds like they've got, they probably got tons of porno theaters and shit up there. Like mm, even probably. if they're in French, fuck it, dude, I'm not going to see a porno to hear what. Yeah. Game. You could
2: probably, you could probably get your ass fisted in Montreal. So. Oh, you're in luck, buddy.
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds like a nightmare. It sounds like fucking terrorists have fucking captured me and, in mexico or something it's a horror story not like i a thought pleasure you were gonna dome. say it
2: sounds like a night on the town
1: <laughs> mail for you
2: hey hey, hey, it, hey forget about it
1: so i guess with that um we're gonna i guess we're gonna take a break and um, uh, we'll be coming back and uh you'll you're actually uh you're not gonna be joining us you'll be
2: ah man i said fuck it
1: well, you didn't really have much to add on the American Horror Story because you had a no, show. Uh... I said
2: that shit square. I'll let you fucking guys jab away.
1: <laughs> I know you'd love the show if you seen it, j Dog. I, I should send you some episodes just to get you into it because it's really sleazy. I know you'll like it. Maybe. We'll we'll wait till the uh, the show's <clears episode's throat> finished and I'll I'll try to get you um you know the entire season so you can just break in all of them because it's kind of like dexter i mean you've got a it's exactly like dexter was. yeah
2: i gotta watch the new dexter here as soon as we're done oh, this show shit.
1: yeah that, that does premiere tonight well this well, is hey, dropping hey, monday hey, hey. so everybody will have already watched it at uh...
2: second last episode bitches
1: i'm 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 excited and uh i you know it's been action-packed and i'm dying to see what the conclusion this is definitely better than the last season so i think
2: he's gonna fuck his sister in the fucking season finale
1: he already fucked his sister he's married to his sister <laughs> not well, not in a... real life i mean yeah but the act that's kind of weird though, though i heard they're divorced now or whatever so yeah. it's gotta I suck you gotta come I think to he's set gonna
2: fuck her. they're not really brother and sister in the show that's so. what i
1: was thinking you know it's but
2: like they fucking yeah i if think they she's
1: did that um A lot of people would start tuning out.
2: Oh, fuck, I'll tune in even harder. It's like, yeah, it's getting sleazy now, bitches.
1: That would just be weird. But it's weird. It's like, you know, this season there's this weird thing. I hate to get off on the Dexter fucking rant, but this season seems weird. Like, she needs him. So She's so needy for him. Mm -hmm. I I see where you're going with that, and it's kind of weird. It could go that way. It's
2: like, I think she's in love with her brother. She's gonna end up spilling that to her shrink buddy or something. I think.
1: I hope not. That's.
10: <laughs> yeah. I'm lo-
2: I'm loving this season so far. My favorite. My highlight of the season is fucking Quinn and Batista, and fucking Batista's hot rod there when they found the joint.
1: They found the joint, went out, road uh, driving around all stone. Got
2: all blazed up. I liked it when they were back at the fucking uh, station. They're in the office, fucking slurpees, slurpees and chips, and fucking just munching out, <laughs> <They're> <laughs> looking all hot. are yeah.
1: coming down. Yeah. That, that was. That probably would take the cake. That was a great episode. Well, I think about. This is this is cool, man. Like, the thing yeah. about Quinn
2: Quinn's is Quinn's just a shit face. Like
1: Quinn's fuck, he's awesome. awesome. He's he's probably he's probably by far my favorite. Like I love Dexter, but as far as like just offbeat,
2: Dexter's kind of fruity though. Fucking he, Quinn's easy. Yeah. Like Quinn's yeah. just his bastard, man. Like the hoes just love him and fuck. you will fuck the witness. you will fuck whatever.
1: Fat chick. A
2: couple episodes ago, big fatty was fucking and ugh.
1: Here's who he reminds me of: Young Ray Liotta. You see it? Do you see it? He looks like a, he has a whole young Ray Liotta attitude almost, and um, he's in this great movie.
2: ugly uh, looking motherfucker though.
1: Well, now, but he had he had he looked all
2: right he back. Fellas, he was fucking kind of a goofy looking motherfucker.
1: Well, I just thought he I could looked
2: like him. cousins or something, or brothers from another mother.
1: The guy who plays Quinny is also in this. Um, it's uh, uh Buddy G. Venazzo's film. Um. Life is hot in crack town he plays a uh, uh crackhead junkie that's also fucking Ooh, buddy,
2: buddy giovanni like combat shock dude, yeah or...
1: yeah yeah he directed a film <laughs> with the guy who plays quinn and um he play. he's like it's it's funny he's like a junkie i don't know maybe he might even be a heroin addict i can't remember but he's dating a transvestite or nice. uh, something like that i don't know he's like it's a dude or the, she hasn't gotten the sex change yet it's a woman playing the role but like the whole scenario is he's dating this chick with a dick so hmm. it's an it's an interesting role it's before he got on i think it's two years before he got on uh, dexter so um yeah and it, it's, is but, he, buddy was, givanozzo's yeah. directing so it's real sleazy there's a sick fucking rape scene isn't it buddy Net- giovanni the guy's name i thought it was Giovanazzo. oh maybe
2: i don't know fuck who fucking knows but carry on
6: yeah
1: same guy who did well i might be pronouncing it wrong it's the same guy who did combat shock though i think he did it in i think he directed in 05 or 06 it's an inner city film um yeah there's these kids Bobby, that he, raped he, this girl at the beginning like fine in this in this like alleyway on this mattress they gang rape her and shit it's pretty cool. pretty intense yeah highly recommend that if you like quinn from uh dexter so yeah, i just wanted to point that out about the uh, young ray leota i was gonna i was gonna write into um profondo because i know they're they're real big dexter heads over there and i was wondering if anybody else noticed that compared no
2: jay scott almost fucking got up and walked away from the computer when i was recording with him because we were talking dexter and he hadn't seen any of it yet
1: oh he hasn't oh really
2: he's kind of like me he waits till the end i couldn't wait
1: this all the episodes at once yeah Yeah, i
2: just couldn't wait this year though
1: that's what I did last season. Um, I, I got into it the right before the the John Lithgow Trinity season was going to start. So I, had, we bought um, cable. We had it for like a year there, and we watched all the back episodes, the the first three seasons or whatever. Yeah, I just
2: watched season three the other day over a couple days. Because Profondo puts it over so much with Jimmy Smiths and stuff, so I went back and revisited it again. And...
1: That wasn't an intense season. That was a good I season. I don't think it got intense until, like, the last five episodes. I thought the rest of it was really slow and dragged along, and then those last five episodes were, like,
4: action-packed. That was good.
1: Oh, yeah, it was good, you know? It was good, but I don't think it was as good as the season two with Dokes in the cage, so that was fucking action-packed from first episode to last episode.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It's all good.
1: But yeah, we rolled on some Dexter, I guess, too. So a little extra tidbit, but... uh, Take that, motherfuckers. Roll us out, I guess, buddy.
2: All right. You know what you're listening to?
1: Exploited
2: cinema. Welcome.
6: The Harmon family is starting over. Moving here,
8: buying this house was the exact right thing to do.
4: You're going to die in here.
8: This October... (laughs) The co-creators of Glee
6: will have you singing a different tune. Enjoy the
4: house.
6: American horror story premieres Wednesday, October 5th on FX.
11: The ultimate in screen terror. The horror that was the Nazi nightmare explodes on the screen. 1945 somewhere inside nazi germany this is medical camp nine for these women there is no hope no escape for them there is only pain and ilsa she-wolf of the ss
8: Ah! Ah! Call yourselves men? I see no manhood between your legs.
11: For some, there was death. Slow. Ah! Brutal. Ah! For others, the chosen few. There was only Elsa, she-wolf of the S.S.
4: Oh, No!
6: Oh? Look oh. Oh. further, oh.
11: General. Oh! Why, we eat... When a man entered her room, he never returned quite the same. Of all the butchers in the Third Reich, none was as ruthless as Ilsa, she-wolf of the SS. It's 50 minutes now, Winkovedon. Together with her black widows she committed crimes so terrible even the ss feared her
4: there's but one way one the flesh do you understand come please
11: Never forget the terror of Medical Camp 9. never forget its beautiful commandant, the bloody butcher the Nazis called Ilse, She-Wolf of the SS. I <laughs> Hitler! Because of the shocking nature of many scenes in this film, it is definitely not recommended for the squeamish or easily offended.
1: guys, welcome back. Um joined by Strebo of Mutantville.com and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of American Horror Story to uh, roll the show out. We're not joined by j Dog because j Dog hasn't ever seen this show. I guess he apparently doesn't get FX up in the uh, cold Canada, so...
5: Yeah, well, it is American horror story, after all. (laughs) Right, exactly. But, j Dog, I missed you, damn it. Wish you'd have been on, but that's cool. But, yeah, but you guys are talking Ilsa today, though.
1: Yeah, we did uh, roll through the uh, last three Ilsa films. We had covered um, She-Wolf of the SS uh, back on, I think, episode 9? I don't know. You probably have listened to that episode recently, so catching up on... uh, some of the archives
5: yeah i did listen to that episode recently um you know i'm not an expert on ilsa i'm really uh i don't consider myself an expert on exploitation or a lot of the greasy films you guys talk about um which is probably why i dig your show because i learned so much from it but uh the thing i have to say about the ilsa oh well (laughs) let me lead into about this there was a funny moment i guess you guys got to talking about it on the Hess show uh, where, where the changeling was razzing you about saying you thought that Ilsa was like documentary footage. Like it was like live reenactment from world war two and stuff. I thought that was funny. Oh, We
1: were clown. Well, oh, he was clowning me or yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> because some of the stuff in the movie is, re- I mean, well not some of, I mean the whole movie is really perverted and, uh, and sick and vicious. And what, the, the way those linked together for me is because I remember as a kid, I was, uh, God, how old was I? Maybe five or six. Um, I was going over to my babysitter's house one day after school, and um, I got over there, and, like, her dad had this book on, on Nazis. And this one specific book was on torture, on Nazi torture. And I remember opening it up. You know, I'm a, I'm a kid. I probably hadn't even seen a Playboy at that was time. There, there was photos in there? not photos, but oh. drawings of how they would torture. Diagrams. People. Yeah, and, and especially the women. I mean, this was kind of how I figured out what have, how the vagina works. I was like, oh, oh it's Dazi not. Books. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, it doesn't go in the belly button. There's this other thing down here. But no, but they had like these little maces they would shove in women's vaginas and, you know, twist them. I mean, it was awful. Just filled with just horrible, horrible torture devices. And then Ilsa kind of so a lot of that stuff, I'm not sure... I don't remember from the commentary if they said that was all researched and those were all proven experiments, but they, sure enough, seems like they're historically accurate. Well, they did do
1: a lot of experiments, and uh, I watched a documentary with my dad when I was pretty young. I probably shouldn't have been watching his documentary, but they would go as far as to like, cut... I don't know if I talked about this on that episode, but um, yeah, they would cut like some of these like patients basically jewish patients i wouldn't even say they're patients like fucking it's like a, if you're a patient at a hospital you usually walk out again that uh, they would they would like cut the wound cut a wound and then pile gravel in and uh basically try to simulate um battle wounds in right. like in world war ii to see you know like okay say you got shrapnel in your leg and they got to stop the bleeding it's not really like worrying about infection yet just stop the bleeding so we can get you to a med unit, how long it'll take before gangrene and other, you know, uh, uh, bacterias, you know, start to form. And these were tests that they had done. so when I saw Ilsa, I knew that these tests that they were doing in the film were historically accurate.
5: Yeah, it's it's scary stuff. It's one of those things that's kind of weird. I came across the Ilsa movies, um, I suppose in the sense of full disclosure, I should admit I've only seen the first one. Just because they're, they're hard as shit to track down. Um, but I came across some, you know, like any horror fan does, where you go through these weird periods where you're just kind of like voraciously trying to take in everything you can find out about, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that you haven't seen. And people are like, oh, well, Ilsa this and that. So you eventually get around to it. And then you watch it and you're like, well, this isn't really a horror film, but it is. It, it's, it's got it's horrific where, elements. Yeah, right? it's, it's got horrific elements. It's where horror falls into that, that weird exploitation uh kind of definition where they really exploit kind of the fears of the real world and, and bring them to life whether it's you know like rape revenge or or here being tortured by uh by nazis but
1: well don Edmonds opened the door with ilsa to all that nazi exploitation in this what, the 70s and i think it went into the early 80s
5: yeah i think so that's not a it's it's not my specialty genre um I think Ilsa is probably the only one I've seen. It's kind you know, of the those...
1: granddaddy is what Yeah, it Exactly. Is. Yeah. <laughs>
5: exactly. And, and Diane Thorne was hot as hell in that. I know she was kind of uh, in maybe her late 30s or early 40s or something in that. But, but, man, she looks great.
1: She looks fantastic in all of them, I'll be honest with you. This... Um, I don't know. W- Wicked Warden, Wanda the Wicked Warden. I don't even know if that's officially a, uh Ilsa film. But she looks fantastic in that. And... Tigris is uh, was never released uh, apparently we talk about that in the uh, in the episode too as well like it that's the only one that uh, I think it was Anchor Bay couldn't get the rights to for some
5: reason okay I've, I've always wondered I mean they're hard to track down the way I got to see it was on Netflix uh, because when Netflix first started up they had all that shit it, nowadays I don't know if people are keeping the movies or breaking them or whatever but you know yeah. they, don't, they don't have any of that stuff anymore
1: people keeping the movies with Netflix it's like I don't know like if you lose it or something it's so much you just pay and I think it's fifteen bucks 12 bucks or something so people are like hey I can't find this I can't track it down I'll just keep it and say I lost it
5: pay the fee so yeah that sucks they shouldn't do that because everybody needs to see Diane Thorne's uh Boobs. Well, know. they just need to stream
1: it. They need to get it on streaming now. You know, that's what they need to do. So, but yeah,
5: yeah they do. They should put the whole series on there if they could pull that off somehow.
1: Yeah, I don't know about uh, Tigris. I don't know if they're gonna be able to pull that off because I mean, me and Jada, we we got to talking when we were reviewing Wanda and wicked warden and i was like well i got a vhs rip and he's like well i got a vhs rip too and i was like well we weren't going to do a vhs vault and i was like well wait a minute is this never been released Uh um, you know remastered or i mean even even the 35 millimeter print raw would be better than a vhs rip you know what i mean it wouldn't be clean right but you know that's still exploitation films look good anyway and, you know with that with those kind of print so uh yeah we looked into it and yeah it's like it's never been released but there's been import uh, i guess they would be region two and you know foreign releases where they put box sets together and they go for a pretty penny on amazon i think 80 bucks for one of them wow and i'm thinking i'm like and one of them doesn't even have wicked wicked warden which leads me to believe that it's not really technically an ilsa film it, it, it kind of is but it, uh, we talk about it and the show them uh, I'll let you yeah. listen to the show, and then you can listen to our old rundown, because I know you haven't seen the film, so.
5: Yeah, well, that's the thing, that's the, that's for the fans, you know, it's like official, I mean, doesn't she dies in the first one, doesn't she, if I remember correctly, but.
1: Well, what, what me and J-Dog said, J-Dog said their dreams or nightmares, and I said I thought they were like alternative realities. Which exactly. keeps coming yeah. back, you know, reincarnation yeah. almost, so.
5: Yeah, she is. You know, Ilsa, the spirit of the evil. You it's know, like Emmanuel. It's yeah, it's like exactly the Emmanuel, Emmanuel
1: films. That's what I compare it to. So.
5: <clears throat> exactly. There can always be another.
1: There could be a man- black Elsa man- because they did a black Emmanuel. I'm waiting for that. If <laughs> you <laughs> fucking make it into a black exploitation film, it'd be awesome. Yeah.
5: yeah, yeah. They'd have to. They'd have to have Laura Dernzer in it, though. Man, wow. <laughs>
1: Rob Zombie will probably do it. He probably uh, listens to <laughs> podcasts and fucking trying to think up ideas for films. So. Uh,
5: he might. Now I'm a Rob Zombie fan. Now, if you no, know, I, I am
1: too. Yeah, but I-, Rob
5: Zombie, I will, but J dog,
1: he likes to razz him. I thought I'd throw that in
5: there for him. <laughs> He'll appreciate it. Well, the only things I remember from Ilsa was thinking, um, you know, if, uh, If that's the way you got to go, how she keeps taking the prisoners and she's making them have sex with her. It says like in the plot description, she rapes them. But I'm like, yeah, come on, Diane Thorne, raping anybody. I I was like, well, you know, that's not such a bad way to go. But yeah, but when they strap that dude down to the table and chomp his meat off, that's pretty. That's
1: like the start of the film, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you're in for after that.
5: But yeah, it also was cool in that Don Edmonds did a good job with that. I don't um the only thing I remember, uh, maybe facts-wise, is that uh, the Hogan's Heroes people let them use their set because they were going to burn it down, so yeah. it would save them from having to
1: destroy it. And they it. burned a lot of the set, too, as well, at the end, I think. There was a lot of yeah. fires and stuff going on, so they kind of helped them out and paid yeah. oh, paid for it.
5: It's Yeah, they did that so they wouldn't have to pay to have it demolished, so that was, that was part of how they did that, but... I remember the Dead Pit guys did a really good interview with Don Edmonds a few years back. And before he it might passed have, away.
1: That was, yeah, that it was a was fantastic, fantastic his last interview.
5: interview. Yeah. Right before he passed away. So that was sad.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was his last. Um, I think he may, may have done a few convention appearances after, but yeah, it might have been his last audio interview. Might not have been his last video interview because i think i've seen him in a few other documentaries i think he was in that grind american grindhouse documentary so that might have been his last interview he, he was looking he was looking pretty pretty haggard when i seen. i think he was in that one i'm not sure don't quote me but um yeah i mean he did he did um, um oil sheiks too as well the, the second film and um it's got the don Edmonds flair to it so i definitely recommend if you can track that one down. I know there's some VHSs. I know Tigris is on VHS on Amazon for like eight bucks. So you, you do collect VHS, don't you? I, I watched that one video where you showed off a
5: bunch of stuff. So, Oh yeah, I do. I'll collect VHS for stuff that I can't, I can't get in any other formats or unless I'm like a, just a super fan for, you know, I'm like, I gotta have a big box of Hawk the Slayer, you know, for no other reason than...
1: Well, Tigers would be perfect because that's never been released on DVD so to get the VHS, I mean it would be fitting, so...
5: Ilsa is a a good way to transition to American Horror Story because it's a suitably sleazy uh, movie series um, and American Horror Story is becoming a nice and sleazy little uh, TV show Though I don't want to oversell it. That's the thing I'm worried about. Because, you know, there's no there's no greater joy than watching something nobody's told you anything about and just and discovering just how cool it is. And you're just like, wow, I didn't expect this, as opposed to having a hundred people tell you, oh, this is awesome, and then you get your expectations all way up and you go and watch it and you're like, oh, that was nothing, you know. So mm-hmm. I always got to be careful not to oversell it.
1: Well for me, well you kind of you kind of turned me on to it and you just said it's real sleazy uh, you know I think you guys should check it out and uh, and you know I could see it's got a lot of sleazy elements um, I guess we get into kind of what it's what the story is really kind of about and without giving anything away because I don't want to spoil any of the show but right it's I could compare it to basically the Amityville house. Take the Amityville house, and it's got all kinds of stories and stuff along with it. Take that concept, and you have a family move in. And basically at the beginning of each episode, they tell, like, some backstory about something that happened there. And, um, you know, that's how the story just, that's how each episode starts out. And then we jump back to this family that's currently living there and countering all kinds of crazy paranormal shit. Um, you know, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't really want to oversell it either, because who knows where the, the se- series is going to go. But I think the seasons, as it's progressing, is getting better, so.
5: Definitely. Yeah, it's, and it's one of those, you, if you're going to, if people are going to get into it, start with episode one. Go right to episode one, follow follow the story of the Harmons as they move into the murder house. They I don't think they call it the murder house in the first episode, but, uh, it's only a minor spoiler, but, uh. Just to let you know, there's a lot of crazy shit that goes down in there. Yeah. And they uh, they wind up encountering it. But, well, yeah.
1: there's, there's some weird shit. Like, there's this guy that's running around in, like, a fucking S&M full-body rubber suit. The rubber man. Um... Yeah, I hate to get into, like, there's just some stuff, like, with the with the housekeeper, and I just love that. Oh. I hate to, I don't even want to get into it with the housekeeper, but. I know
5: exactly what you mean. The housekeeper was what sold me on the first episode. I was like, okay, this is cool, this is creepy, that was unexpected, and then I was like, holy shit, I'm in love! <laughs> Weird
1: twist, it's just like, I've never seen that, and it's like, this movie pulls on stuff like. You like you didn't even know ghosts could do some of this shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> In a sleazy way. If that yeah. if that uh gets anybody going, that that statement, yeah, it's like sleazy ghosts.
5: A lot of crazy things going on. It the the bad thing about it is it's so hard to talk about without spoiling because the show the kind of the magic of the show is being surprised being dis, you know, is discovering everything as it goes along and like figuring out all the connections. Um, the thing that makes it work are the quirky characters that kind of interact in this, in this, in this house. And I mean, from a production value, the house is gorgeous. It was actually, it's actually, they shot part of it at a real location. It's, it's like at a country club park in LA.
1: That's what I thought. It looked like a real location. So
5: yeah, it's, it's a two door home. Um, you know, a, gothic home um, Mm. that was apparently used as a convent Um, so god knows what kind of sleazy activities we are in the actual house then but the production value of the show is so fantastic I mean okay I'm going to talk filmmaker bullshit but like the cinematography is lush and gorgeous you know the settings are fantastic like in that in the first episode they showed some of the murals on the wall you know mm-hmm. i mean that was like something right out of a del toro movie you know where they have these you know horrific bosch like images or goya like images or something right out of dante's inferno on the wall and i just love seeing that kind of imagery at play the acting is phenomenal from all the actors i mean it's really Head and shoulders in terms of acting, it's above everything else in terms of horror on TV. Like the acting is stronger than Walking Dead or True Blood, all those things.
1: Well, um, I'm a Dexter fan, and this, I mean, and you can compare it. I haven't ever watched True Blood, and I probably won't. But in, you know, Walking Dead's a good show to compare it to. Dexter is because it is really a show where you have to watch each episode in order. Right. It's like a ginormous movie, so, I mean, yeah, you can't watch these out. I mean, I guess you could watch these out of order, but you're going to be, like, scratching your head sometimes. Like, it would still be entertaining, but, yeah, you're going to be like, did I miss something? You know, so. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, as, like, a whole, yeah, the acting is fantastic. You've got Dylan McDermott, uh, you you know, from Hardware. He's, I don't know, I thought he was on a cop show before, but that must have. So it was like a doctor show or something yeah that?
5: Something like that. it was like a doctor show or something wasn't it or maybe i'm confused i thought it
1: was a cop show and he was like playing a detective and it was on fx but it must have must have ran out or they didn't do another season and he was they were like hey we got american horror story and he's like do i get to stand fucking bare naked bare
5: <laughs> ass by a fire and they're like yeah and he's like all right yeah, i get to be off and cry afterwards and it'll all be on tv oh, he, he <laughs> does
1: like a weird he does like a bare-ass shower scene in fucking uh hardware and i just like i don't know the guy's like 40 40 something i'm sure like probably close to 50 and i'm just like how's this guy in like perfect shape
5: <laughs> yeah he's an like awesome a body looks
1: like arnold like it almost looks like they were they went and cgi'd fucking muscles and shit like yeah, and i didn't a, know they could get away with shit like that on fx you know i didn't know like you could show a grown-ass man like bare-ass naked running around yeah
5: there's home. partial nudity yeah
1: which was different i didn't i didn't i guess you know tv's getting racy or whatever
5: <laughs> it yeah, was just a lot different. of a lot of foul language um you don't see a lot of gore there's only a little bit of, of gore each episode but it's kind of not what
1: this show is yeah but. but it's
5: not what it's about though it's I think when I, when I messaged you about it, I said I felt like it was like David Lynch at his, at, at his sleaziest, that it was it had this kind of quirky, um, almost Twin beat Peaks sensibility to it where you're just in this weird environment where it seems like almost anything can happen you know, and, and everything is totally unexpected. Um, so I got a really David Lynch vibe to it be, also because the characters are so fleshed out and well-rounded that's what makes it work where a show and that's also what makes something like dexter work too yeah um but where a show like walking dead has huge fucking problems with the characters because like outside of the main characters you know i mean i get fucking bored with all the rest of them like it was all about the actors though that that's part of what sets american horror story apart is the caliber of actors is a little bit higher than than like what's on a lot of the other shows yeah, of course you know like the leads in Dexter are great and the main guys in Walking Dead are great but they they have some some loose you know they have some weak links in that show whereas in American Horror Story there are no weak links this is the the one of the few shows where I'm genuinely interested in all of the characters and all of their little stories you know you got Ben the psychiatrist I love how the show starts out because you find out right from the beginning that there's trouble in their marriage, um, that, that his wife caught him cheating on her. So
1: Yeah, it's Dylan McDermott's character you're referring to, just so,
5: right, so and,
1: any of the listeners out there can get a mental picture of who this character looks like. So
5: Right, and then... You know, and his wife is played by Connie Britton, who is I think she's totally awesome as mill. She's got a total mill faction going on, mm-hmm. um, you know, but she's got her own little story going on where she just recently had a miscarriage. But it was a miscarriage she carried to term, which means she had a dead child and had to carry it for a while, knowing it was dead before they brought it out. And it. it that's where her character starts so there's already you know these people are already hurt and and disturbed in a lot of ways before they get to the murder house and then their daughter violet who in the first episode i wasn't as impressed with violet but i actually grew to like her character and her story as it as the series goes on but
1: the badass teenager smoking cigarettes yeah Yeah,
5: she just seems like you know there's the the cliched rebellious teen.
1: At well, first. I knew girls like her. Cause she, you get those scenes where she's cutting herself. I knew girls like her in high school. So, you know? Yeah.
5: And then, uh, probably the most, well, the most interesting, I don't know. They're all pretty interesting, but Jessica Lange's character, Constance, who, uh, who's the neighbor. And, Talk about acting, she is phenomenal, and just in you know, every time she has a scene, I mean, she just dominates the show. It's hard to talk about her character in particular without like giving off a whole shitload of spoilers, but she's one that knows more about the house than the others, and even at the point we're at now, where we're recording this episode, we're nine episodes into American Horror Story um and people still don't know her full story they're learning little pieces here and there of how she's connected to it all and how it all ties together
1: yeah she she has something to do with the house and this is another show i hate to like spoil it but this is just a generalization this is one of those shows where like i hope i'm not giving too much away but like where you don't know who's a ghost
5: am i right or am i wrong you're right, but don't say too much about that because that's something... Of course. It keeps you guessing for so many episodes. You're like, what is what is happening here? You know? And you don't it, even
1: realize it till like the second episode. Like, wait, what's going on here? Who's who? What's going on? My girl didn't really, and I'm like, so are they real? Yeah, I'm it, pretty sure they're real.
5: It took me... <laughs> it was like... It's usually like the episode after where I'm figuring out right. what was going on the episode before. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? I'm still confused by it, and that's... What makes it great is because you have that uncertainty. Uh, It's an element that I I talk about a bunch in a lot of my video logs called uncanny horror, where you're presented these images and these events and circumstances that are outside of the norm, things that you're not expecting, like the rubber man, you know, Mm. that just starts suddenly appearing everywhere. You know, it's all over the trailer, so that's not a huge spoiler, but it's actually it's a very important piece of this this weird so just like puzzle.
1: weird imagery that's popping up it's like is that what you're getting at because like it sounds like almost i hate to get off topic again but i'm gonna reference a kubrick film here and it's that in- one scene in um the shining that i think uh-huh. is what you're kind of talking about when um we look into that room and there's that the bear suit, those people are in the costumes and, like, shooting yeah, the, the bears, furry. blowing that person, and it's like, what the fuck?
5: That was the first furry, yeah.
1: <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Because, like, I love those
5: what the fuck moments where it's yes, like... Yes, it's, it's, it's... it's what the fuck moments, but it's also it's also the intent behind it and there's also kind of a confusion and, and a mixing of reality and what's real and what's not real you know something david cronenberg does hallucination this is a good yeah, word for Dave, it. david yeah. lynch does but it's beyond that like um, like lost highway for example it's like uh, you're
1: tuning into another dimension
5: with especially with this show where you're not sure what's real and what's not real. And that's what makes it work because, you know, we all grew up loving, you know, Freddy Krueger and, and Jason Voorhees and those kind of shows. And those are very concrete. You know, this is a guy with a knife, you know, and he's coming to kill you. And well, it,
1: Nightmare on you know, Elm Street plays games with your head. Are, are we in a dream or are we awake? You know? Exactly.
5: That's what made the first one so great. And mm-hmm, once, mm-hmm. you know, and the subsequent ones that worked utilize that as well. Um, but yeah, exactly. That's part of just confusing the audience and making them just unsure of everything that's happening. And this show really did that. And it it continues to do that episode after episode. And I'm going to get to where I'm like overselling it too much, but yeah, but it's, but it's also good. And it's easy. A lot of characters trying to fuck each other through the whole thing. Um, Yeah. What more do you want? Hot, hot chicks.
1: I think there's always trying to fuck each other too. Huh?
5: yeah <laughs> we won't get too heavy
1: into it but just that's just kind of i like to throw out little pieces of cheese like that to see if we can lure anybody into getting into the show because i'm glad i tuned in i kept hearing a lot of women putting it over and i'm like eh, oh, this really is popular with the women and i'm that kind of was like made me like eh, i don't know if i'm gonna get into this like is this another twilight thing and it right. kind of is instead of Instead of you be these girls are attracted to fucking uh, vampires, it's ghosts now,
5: <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Well, the way they play that. Well, if you're talking about like one of the specific relationships, I think that's kind of a spinoff of True Blood too. I think my mm-hmm. True Blood has tainted everything. Yeah, True well, Blood, Twilight too, like, as well. Yeah, I Twilight, think. oh, creating all these goofy romantic expectations but, but the cool
1: thing just, is that's just a side plot
5: that's just a exactly side element
1: it's like a, this is like an exploitation film because it's got 50 billion different elements that's coming in each there's episode rape, there's this, murder
5: there's yeah. <laughs> chaos there's patricide there's matricide you know everything
1: <laughs> yeah it's 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 got everything and they shit i think even one of the episodes ties in the black dahlia murder
5: <laughs> yeah that was the last episode the black dahlia oh yeah. one i wanted to ask you about was in uh the second episode did you catch the uh, cruising did you catch the cruising reference when they when he went into the leather shop and shit no, no, the the one, the murders, it's right at the beginning of the episode, it's not really a spoiler, but it's it's cruising style, you has got the chick tied up on the bed with her hands and feet tied on her back, you know, behind her back, it stabs her right in the back, just like in cruising. You no,
1: know, I guess I never put that, uh, that comparison together, I guess I should have, I'll, I'll have to check that episode out again, but yeah, there is some, there's definitely some homosexual innuendos in this too as well, like... Yeah. There's quite a few. There's more than. There's more Staker. than just like. Oh well, they just did that because there's an episode where it tells about these this gay couple that lived and owned the house, you know. And it's like, no, that's not just it, because it's scattered all about, and you've got this guy roaming the house in this fucking rubber suit. So it's a reoccurring element in the, in the plot. So,
5: and there's so many, so many pieces of the puzzle. One way I haven't even talked about yet, which is Tate who's played by Evan Peters. He's the guy that all the chicks are falling in love with right now, which I don't mind. Good because actor. it's an Awesome show. Yeah. Good. Actor. He does a great job and his character is so much more than you think it is. So I was actually going back and watching the first episode. Um, you know, when you asked me about uh, doing this and I was like, well, shit, I've only watched them all once, so I'll go back and watch the first one. You go back and watch the first one with the knowledge of what's coming, you know, later on, and you're like, oh, Notice i a see, lot more. Yeah, I can see the pieces and, you know, what's being referenced here and what's going this way and that. But Tate, though, to explain to the listeners, is uh, he's. Uh, a teenage patient of of Ben's. He's one of the first patients that he has uh, at his house. Because when they move to the, to the new house in L.A., he starts seeing patients in the house in his little office down there. And Tate is one that comes by to see him. And uh, Tate also, you know, starts up this friendship with his daughter, Violet, much to Ben's, you know, dismay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but his character is uh, really interesting. Yeah, I, I hope you guys do a spoiler episode one day if you can ever get J-Dog to watch it. And uh, do a spoiler episode. I'd love to come back and talk about it when can talk about all the crazy, <laughs> how all the crazy shit unfolds in this show. But there's the title itself is 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 when I first heard it, I thought, wow, that's a cool title. American Horror Story. I hate I didn't come up with it, but then I was kind of put off by the ad. I was like, what what is this? You know, this pregnant chick laying on her back and there's this dude in a rubber outfit hanging over i mean what are they trying to say it kind of put me off at first and i actually i almost missed this show i had the first five episodes dvr but i had such a crazy october you know i just didn't have time to watch that shit
1: mm-hmm. but then i
5: kept hearing good word of mouth and people are like this is good this is good so i'm like okay i'll watch the first episode And boom i was just hooked. you're
1: hooked yeah yeah, yeah i think Holy i downloaded um once i found a cache of them i got like the first four or five episodes and I didn't get them at one place. I had to go searching high and low to grab all these, but I got them all. And I did watch them twice because my girlfriend, I got her into it, and I was already five episodes in, you know. And um, so <laughs> well, while she was watching them, I'd play them again and watch them and notice some stuff that, like you said, you know, when you when you get so far into it, like I was five episodes in, and you go back and you start noticing things you didn't notice because you didn't know the information before, so...
5: All right. Exactly. It, with
1: with that, I guess you could have there's more rewatchability. I wonder if like shows like Dexter have that too. I've never went back and watched um a season of Dexter over again, so I don't know, but uh interesting little elements and I mean, this is just an, this is another show what's what would you say like Um, where you've got to, what is that where you've got to like watch them in order? Is there a name for that type of show? Because that's kind of a new thing they've got going on. Well,
5: well, it's a serial narrative. Okay, is that what it's it's called? A
1: serial narrative? Okay. Yeah,
5: yeah. You know, whether it's radio or comic books or a TV show, you know, it's a serial. It's, you got to come back for the next piece, you know, to, you have to see them all in order to understand how it all, how it all plugs together. Um... Which is why I, I'm just like I don't know how they can keep this show good. I mean Do you I, think that
1: hurts shows on rewatchability or like syndication? Like how how could you how could you show these shows re syndicated if, you know, people aren't on board from the first episode. It's not something you could just catch on T V land or something down the road, you know. I, I couldn't see anybody wanting to tune into this unless they've seen everything.
5: Yeah, exactly. But that's part of the hook of that kind of storytelling. That's the mm-hmm. hook of it where Once you're into it, you're like, I have to find out what's happening next. You know, you're 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 hooked at the end of each episode, and you got to come back and watch it. You know, and it's it's and it's proven to be very very successful over the past few years. You know, look at The Sopranos. You know, yeah, I I know uh,
1: Six Feet Under, which was another one that uh, Michael C. Hall was on on Showtime. Showtime and HBO seem to do a lot of these shows. Yeah, exactly. Is that Mad Men? Do you watch that? Is that a a type of show like this? Or I know Breaking Bad
5: is. I don't watch. T- I really don't watch TV, man. Okay. My, you know, but we we're talking about quality, and that's what what drew me into American Horror Story was. If I'm going to watch something week after week, it's got to suck me in, and it's got to be quality. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm going to devote my time to it. And American Horror Story did that. As soon as I watched that first episode, you know, I had the other next four DVRs like ne- play on the next one. You know, I couldn't wait to watch the next one, and and that's the way it is. You know, every episode leaves you with a little a juicy little nugget. Um, And you're just fascinated by it. One thing I wanted to mention um, was I love how the title is American Horror Story and they are in some ways exploring American horror, you know, like right at the beginning of the episode, they have that that intro, you know, they have that title sequence with all the, the fetuses in the jars and the deformed you know babies and stuff yeah well we
1: were we're roll into the we rolled into this segment with that sh- that uh music so yeah oh but, really cool yeah with with that so i mean that yeah that music and that whole i mean it's i don't even know this like stuff in the intro doesn't even really have anything to do with the rest of the plot but i'm kind of wondering about that guy in the basement with the hedge clippers and what he's all
5: about <laughs> yeah well there's a monster in the basement and that's yeah it, it, there's a there's actually a couple monsters running around but that that's an American horror story. The fear of your unborn child being deformed like that. I mean, think about it. People are, you know, they're wanting to have DNA tests now to find out if their kid is going to be gay. You know, really, they're, they're wa- Yeah, you could do they're, that. Well, I don't know if they can actually do that now. I but was going to they want to do that. They want to do that. That sounds like. I mean, like,
1: I mean NOFA, I know you're down south. But that sounds some like some backwards down south backwoods bullshit to me. like
5: Right. I'm not trying huh? to say homosexuals are uh, right. deformed or anything. Well, no, that any definitely kind of sounds
1: like something the church would be behind or
5: something. Yeah, right. Well, it's in the South. I like could see a lot of horror. but Or they want to know if they have, they're have, they going to have Down Syndrome. You know, all these things. That is an American horror story. Wanting to know, you know, having this fear that you're going to have this deformed child that you're going to have to take care of your whole life. So that's, that's a little something they, they clue into. And they have that one character on the show, Addie, um, who well, I guess is a little girl with a uh, Down syndrome. Um, you know, she's Constance's daughter and you see her right at the, the beginning of the episode um, where she's warning those kids don't go into the murder house. You're going to die in there. <laughs> um, and, you know, but that's one of the American fears. And there's another one like the, I'll just say the school shooting thing, you know, that's a, that's a very indigenous American horror story, you know? Um, Also, uh, the, uh, there's, there's kind of, wow. Start. As soon as I start to say something, I'm thinking, no, there's a, there's a major spoiler there. Once you start comparing it, you you know, the school
1: school shooting thing, that whole thing is too much of a spoiler, I think, but, uh, there is that element. So yeah,
5: I was going to say something about the mom and and her story and what that kind of relates to, but I'll just leave it at there. They're kind of, if, It's the detractors of the show will say the show itself is weak because it's just ripoffs of elements from all these different horror movies. Okay. That's one of the critiques I've read of it. One of the criticisms I've read of it. Uh, But, you know, you know, like you guys will say that a lot about Tarantino, that he's just ripping off other movies and stuff, but it's all about for me as a storyteller myself, Everything's been done. I mean, it's been done. You just go back to Shakespeare and something you thought you were original about. Shakespeare did it somewhere in there in terms of human relations. Well, you know?
1: I think that there's still, I think that there can be new stories with recycled elements. But, yeah, you go back to, like, if you look at any story, you can say, well, this is, this is you know, at its roots, this is this story. Or at its roots, this is this story. And it goes back to even, you know, Shakespeare, Shakespearean stories or... You know, whatever. Yeah, you can look back with everything, but I think at this point, yes, you can assemble a bunch of not, you know, unoriginal elements and make an original story with them, and that's what this is doing. And I don't even like what movies like what are what are you talking about like that that the whole um the girls the the two the the girls that look like the Manson chicks and they come to the house they show up to the murder house because the Cause the whole backstory is that we're talking about or
5: no, it's a different one. Thinking about talking about the mom. I don't want to say it because it'll give us something away, but, yeah. but I'll use the house as an example. Like another one was, well, it's just the house from Amityville. That was one. That was almost a literal. Quote. Well, that's obvious. I mean, that's the most obvious right. one, but it's not the house from Amityville. No, there's it's not, but it's the same. And it's like if you
1: took that concept. Yeah. There's how many houses Amityville's not the first, how many haunted houses in America, this yeah, is the right. haunted house in America archetype and it dates back before Amityville. That's just most of these fucking kids on and I like to say kids because they're bunch of punk ass kids that don't know any stories beyond nineteen eighty five. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's so like when they see anything yeah. when they see anything, they're like, Oh, yeah, nineteen ninety five or you know, two thousand five, When they see anything, yeah. they think well that's a rip off of this. And I'm like, Well, oh, actually that was a remake. Yeah, that was a remake. You didn't know that? And it's like, that just tells you where their heads are. And, I mean, any of these movies, like, you know, we, we talked about it on the David Hess episode, but Last House on the Left, I think I went into it, but that's, like, Virgin Springs. So. Right,
5: right.
1: just from the yeah, well, 30s or something. So, you know what I mean?
5: Yeah. Well, I, I don't pay attention to a lot of online chatter. But <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking specifically towards the critics. I love to give critics shit. I think critics don't understand oh, critics are saying that,
1: yeah. that I mean yeah, yeah. general people on the um, um,
5: just online message. Well, there are some people, but this is this was some yeah critical yeah you know, comments that I come across where they critique the early episodes, um, you know, and I, I just think critics are full shit. You know, it yeah, those elements are familiar to to these other stories, but it's also about how do you tell that story? You know, how is it all tied together? You know, through the through the characters, what what are those characters' relationship to each other? You know, what are they trying to overcome? What are they what are they trying to learn or do with their lives? And that's one of the things that makes American Horror Story so engrossing, is because I'm literally, I find myself interested in all of their stories. I want them all to succeed. You know, I never find myself just hating the screen anytime one you know the main characters aren't on screen. You know, I'm still interested in everything that's happening, and that's a. that's one of the uh, the beauties of it. That and the fact that you never know exactly what's going on. You don't know if this is real, is it dream, is dead, alive? What is happening? You know. So mm-hmm. you have all these different levels that it can play around at, and that's something you know I haven't seen on TV before. I mean, the closest I can come to it is something like a um, Lynch's uh, Twin Peaks. You know. Uh, so. Which I never really got
1: into that, but I. I have seen a few, uh, uh, Lynch films, I uh, just picked up Blue Velvet recently, uh, for five bucks. So the, the special edition. So, and, uh, you know, that's got weird elements. And I mean, it's, y- if you're into exploitation mm-hmm. film, you gotta be into Lynch films to an extent. Like, I'm not like a oh, yeah. hardcore fan, but like, they have these weird exploitive elements in them that's like, You know, what we were talking about with The Shining, that one scene, you know, it's just like he Mm -hmm. throws these weird, um, what are they? It's almost dreamlike, and it's like, wait a minute, am I dreaming, or am I awake, or what Mm the fuck is this, you know? Is
5: it real? Is it fantasy? Am I this person? Am I that person?
1: (laughs) Yeah, then that really does sum up American Horror Story in a nutshell, I mean, as far as what we've seen, but... The complaints I've heard, and this is before I even, you know, seen the show, but and I think you might have even said something about this too, is that, I mean, it seems like a lot of people say, well, they can't just keep doing this show in the same house, and it's like, how how would you think that they couldn't do that because they're building these characters up around this. They're building this whole backstory for this house, so if they picked up in a different location and, like, you know, the title's great, you know, for the show because that leaves a lot open, like, The next season could be something else, but what would it be? A fucking haunted lighthouse? I mean, it's all
5: about the murder house. Yeah, they'll never leave the murder house. That's the show.
1: But it could be a different, you know, this is the only thing I could think they could do. They could have this family leave and another family move in. But then, you know, then you're taking a gamble, you know, with that, um, because, you know, you built up these characters and if the next cast aren't as good, you know, as far as acting goes, is the last cast that left, then you're, you, you've got a stinker on your hands, you know. So I, I think they're going to keep going, and I think they're building this up for, I don't know, where they could go after season two, really. Because it seems like they're leading up to the finale, and the baby's going to be born probably the next season. So,
5: right. Because you know, the there is a pregnant about...
1: woman in this, so right. we won't get into too much. That's not giving away too much. There's a pregnant woman. Ooh. <laughs> yeah,
5: that, that's in the... the promotional images so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you're gonna know that but yeah but the second season exactly is it's gonna pick up with okay now the child is here so what's gonna happen but i i was just saying as a writer i don't know how they can keep it this good for, for an extended period of time i could see them doing maybe three seasons that are really good like thinking in my head of what i know about it right now and the directions they can go i can say okay three seasons before this peter's out but It's just because there's so much going on, and what makes it work is the mystery, is not knowing. So the more they explain things and the more familiar it becomes, the more it has the potential to lose the magic, to lose what makes it good. But it hasn't happened yet. In fact, almost every episode just feels like it's better than the last, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I I hope it keeps that up on that trend. Uh, it's it's a really cool show. I people that are fans of sleaze sh- would dig it. I mean, yeah, guys, it's on TV, so you're not no, you're not going to see, you know, anal rape, you know, in full frame or anything, but uh, <laughs> but it but it's cool. It, you know, for people that are just fans of horror, you should be watching it because every episode they kind of touch on a different facet of American horror. Like you said, you know, we've got the Amityville the haunted house element, you know, we've got the the uh, you know worries about the pregnancy and what this child could be. We've got this kind of murders, that kind of murders. Like we mentioned, the Black Dahlia. They tied that into one episode. I'm waiting for you know one of the intrinsic American horror stories is again the cannibal, the rural cannibal story. I'm waiting for that to pop.
1: He, he up. was living at the house one
5: time. <laughs> well, no, not again. Not that I think they'd have anything to do with him. But mm-hmm. they've got to bring that that American cannibal in. Oh, you okay, know? yeah. You know well, that's got to come there's... in somewhere. Well.
1: You know, we we get a little bit of origins, but, like, I'm, th- I'm waiting for the, you know, the episode where we see, like, the construction of the house and what was on the land before, you know? Because, like, right. like Amityville, there's got to be a fucking, and it's Indian hokey. Indian burial ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an ancient Indian burial ground, you know? And it sounds hokey, but, like, if it's done right, this is where those things where it's like, all right, this is an archetype. Me and you have talked about this Um, on the Halloween show. We talked about archetypes. And right. if you take an archetype and you do it well, I mean, it can be done right. But if you don't have a budget and you pick, like, an expensive archetype, like, oh, I'm going to do a futuristic space movie, but I've only got $50. It's like, yeah, that's not going to go over very well, you know? So it's like, what, pick the archetype that works for you. And this could, right. this archetype could be done low budget, I think, huh?
5: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's all about the setting, and they, they just bring the people in. And because of the beauty of the setup of it the 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 gimmick of the murder house itself you know they can just keep keep writing it really strong and keep it going keep it unexpected
1: well awesome man well uh we're, we're going to be kicking off the holidays after this i know ilsa's not really holiday but uh, <laughs> shit, i don't know i guess I wouldn't not going to complain she's you know, under my tree <laughs> yeah exploitation big tits i mean it's it's kind of, we had to start the month with something sleazy and it was actually <laughs> We were gonna do it last month, but things got busy, and we were only able to drop the Friedkin episode. So it's coming in kind of late, but it works. It's a nice, yeah, it's a nice little way to start off the month and everything. But I think we're gonna be cutting into um, a commentary, uh, maybe two. I'm not sure exactly. I can't really spill the beans on what those will be, but they'll, I guess they'll kind of be like little Christmas presents that appear under the listener's tree, you know, whenever. Throughout the month, so I'm sure one one will be dropping before uh, before Christmas. Probably, maybe the night before Christmas would be fitting, huh? You uh, know.
5: Yeah, right on. You know, it's gonna give people uh, something to look forward to on the holidays. You know, it's like once you get away from the family, you're like, fuck, I'm finally away from them now. Let's see what people put online. You know.
1: Well, yeah, that's what we were thinking, and uh, you know, I was hoping, yeah, like, or you know, a lot of people are gonna be getting DVDs, so maybe some of the stuff we'll be covering they'll have a copy kicking around and yeah, it'll be a good release on the holidays. So, um, but we're also going to be doing a call in, um, Tuesday, yeah, I saw that. yeah, Tuesday, December 20th at, uh, 9 PM Eastern time. And, um, yeah, we're gonna be talking holiday horror and, uh, you know, just whatever, whatnot, you know, you can call in and bullshit about whatever, but you know, like, uh, I think that's going to kind of be the topic and, uh, J dog will be there on the line and, uh, I guess I'll give out the call number real quick, uh, cause I know there's probably not a lot of people out there that, uh, frequent the Facebook, but I do think I got something on the main page up now. But, uh, the phone number is 231 753 6898. And yeah, me and J-, J Dog will be taking your calls, I don't know, maybe an hour or two hours. And I think that, that call in will appear on the Christmas episode. So this episode actually, though, uh, you need to tune in and check out this episode, though. I know you're on it, Jamie, but, uh, there's a little, there's a little something else on this episode for you that you'd probably be interested in hearing about. So,
4: well, very cool. Well, man, I won't, I I won't give it away. Episode, I'll
1: just man. let you listen because I know I want it to be equal. Everybody, you know, the way we're doing it, everybody can, you know, respond. But uh, uh, yeah, I we'll definitely be hearing from you here soon. I'm sure once you listen, so, and you'll know mm, what's going cool. on with this app. So,
5: I can't wait to download it now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, with that, I guess you could roll us you want to roll us out, Jamie, since you're the uh the guest on board. I think you know how to do this. You've you've been on enough and rolled through segments. You, you pretty much co-hosted an entire episode with those. Uh, oh, well, thanks. You're a seasoned veteran.
5: Right on. Well, this is Streebo Magic coming to you from mutantville.com. It has been my honor to join the Lords of Greece and the Gesture of Greece here on Exploited Cinema As we've talked, Ilsa, American Horror Story, Stanley Kubrick, Independent Filmmaking, and all of the above. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. We'll see you next time.